welcome back to another exciting episode of Lost of Lieutenants. I'm your host Kevin, and on tonight's show, I'm joined by a fellow hosts, Nick and Jacob. Welcome back, gents. Good to be, good to be back. We haven't had uh, been we haven't had Jacob's dulcet tones on the airwaves in a little while, so it's good. To I'm pretty sure I was again. I was on a month ago. Really? Yeah, I was there. I was on the episode before the last. It was the one that uh, Nick didn't listen to. Uh, Maybe I just need to pay more attention then. Yeah. It had been ages since you'd been. It's on. probably been a while no, since you've been I, on I, together. I did. Yeah. I did. I, I got the miss out on being actually a part of the episode that freaking Corvus Belly actually shared. Oh, oh that, was, that yeah, one that was fun. That was yeah. the one where we got the really bad, the really bad audio. Speaking of audio, can you move your mic away from your mouth a little bit there, or or not yell so much into the mic, Jacob? Uh, oh yeah, you. sure. That's okay. Um, okay, so on tonight's show, uh, we, uh, if you checked our f- socials, we recently asked our listeners to send in their work in progress lists, and we'd uh, put our collective skills together, and as uh, the co- uh, to, to what's it, coin the phrase that um, is it Exhibit came up with. Yeah, the, the, either the um, pimp, pimp my ride, or uh, what we're looking at is to pimp my pimp pimp my list. Yes. So, uh, yo, dog, I. Uh, <laughs> I heard you like infinity, so we put some infinity in your infinity while you, so you can infinity while you infinity. Yeah, and it was a it was a fantastic, fantastic uh, initiative from from yourself, Nick. And uh, yeah, we've had uh, we've we've been inundated with. Uh, yeah, who list. thought I could come up with an idea that would be so successful and so popular? <laughs> um, Golf it was claps. crazy. Like, no, I'm seriously, absolutely. Like, I expected us to get like two or three people send lists, right? To mm. be honest. We got probably about at least a dozen yeah. um, come through. Our, I've never seen the uh, Lost Lieutenant email address just so hot as it was um, over the past couple yeah. of weeks since we made that announcement. So um, what what also that means is we're actually not going to be able to get through everyone's list on this one episode because there were so many of them and we do want to look at all of them. Um, but we've uh, we've sort of picked a few that we, we're going to talk, talk about this uh, this time and then uh, we're going to do a, a, an installment number two as well in the future yeah. to look at those other ones. And, and possibly even an installment number three because... Uh, Maybe. And like if, if, it, if people like it, we might keep it as a little recurring segment that we, when we've... Mm. Um, when we forget of, uh, or when we don't think of anything to talk about on a particular episode, we can do a shout out to get more uh, more lists come through. So as a uh, as a as a as a source of continuing incoming content. Uh, yeah. So yeah, we're looking forward to getting into that part of the show and, and then going through our listeners' lists. But first, as always, let's check in with our hosts, uh, Jacob. What have you been up to lately? Yeah. Um... So, having actually gotten out of uh, lockdown, uh, I mean, a little while ago, I've actually had quite a few. I've actually had quite a few games in the past month, at least um, more than I would have expected. I had a game with uh, you, Kevin. Uh, a bit of JSA versus Shaz on. Oh, we played just played Annihilation, didn't we? We went we real did. basic with it. Yeah, we did. We just we just um, uh, slapped each other around. Yeah, and I, it was it was I think at one point looking like I might pull out the win, but then you had the Caliban, um, multispectral visor, uh, Spitfire because I was already had my my big I was playing JSA so Domeru Fire team, 
um, in the midfield, perfect, just easy pickings for that um, Caliban, and it just started tearing things apart. Yeah, it it was um, pretty lucky in many mm. ways with the dice rules because you know I am shooting against armor three, two wound heavy infantry, but um, yeah, I was able to slice the pie on that one. And actually, um, on that game, so I was um, running an unlimited insertion list as well for that game. So I was running yeah. my typical kind of Shaz heavy camo list. But then with uh, eight taggers in it to see how that felt, um, and I have to say it felt felt pretty good. Didn't really feel mm. too different from me running my usual four. And and I took a chance on given that the new ITS has came has come out on running a lot of bikes. I think I had five bikes, including the free bounty hunter. Yeah, two was it two two Aragoto Kuroshi, two Aragotos Kuroshi Rider, Yujimbo, and the Bounty Hunter. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I think, look, I, I I like what they've done with the bikes. The ability to take cover is really advantageous if you took, let's say, the Kuroshi Rider, um, because you know she gets covers, she gets cover. She's not really, um, uh, she's got smoke grenades and all that sort of thing. I think. We, I found that um, some bikes will probably get a lot of use out of it. I think the best example is like the Coom bikers being able to, if they want to, take cover or just mm-hmm. the fact that they get mimetism now. Yeah. Um, th- but models that already pay for the mimetism um, and are already decently good bikes, I just I just don't think you quite get the value out of them. Does Kuroshi already have m- m- mimetism? Yeah, all oh, the Aragotas okay. already have mimetism. Yeah, right. But I mean, she gets the benefit because she's got smoke. She's a specialist. Um, and yeah. like now, now at least she can get cover to yeah. help her big booty. Yeah, I mean, the if I was to run that list again, I probably would reduce get rid of the two Aragotos, but I'd still run the uh, Kuroshi Rider and Yujimbo. Yujimbo getting mimetism in the new yeah. um, thing, given that he's uh, Fizz 14. And has has uh, smoke gr- smoke grenades by himself, so he can uh, he can dodge really easily. That's really good for him. Um, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, I like I like the list that you ran. Um, and uh, actually, I did want to mention about the game that I thought was an interesting because uh, you were saying you know how you were you thought you were going to win, and I was also quite nervous. But um, I had a I had a Noctifer missile launcher in, in hidden deployment, and I went first. I think we were playing Annihilation. Yeah, we're playing Annihilation. I went first. My first turn wasn't particularly effective. My Speculo did manage to kill like a couple of things, I think, but then kind of didn't really do you, anything else. Your Speculo actually just managed to kill one. What's the basic dude called? Kosotsu. Kosotsu. That yeah. was it. So it was it wasn't a particularly like p- powerful first turn, but mm. you did have a TR bot that was in a, a fairly oppressive position um that was preventing me from really pushing forward with like taggers. And I and I had like one like two orders left pretty much. And I was like, Oh how do I get rid of this TR bot? And I was and I remembered, Oh wait, I've got an Octaver that's staring right at it and it's over thirty two inches most likely. Do I want to reveal it? To potentially kill the TR bot and then have my Noctifer kind of hanging with his dick out in your turn. And I decided it would be a good idea to do that because I don't know how else I was going to take out that TR bot. So hmm. and it was, you know, so it was like one dice on a twelve versus well you had to you had to dodge uh, because you were up neg twelve. And it took it out. And I think that was quite an important 
point in the game because it left I knocked her out, but then and you so you knew where it was. Yeah. And then you went after it, you moved into the middle, got on top of the rooftop, killed the shrouded, killed a couple of more things, and then killed the Noctifer. Which was actually I don't know if that's where you're gonna plan on going if my Noctifer hadn't revealed, but the fact that it was there meant 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 that you were in the middle and now I had yeah, some it, camel stuff around it that could it kind forced of- me it forced me to deal with it. It's one of like yeah. the Noctifer is always a piece that when it's even if it's revealed, it's one of the things that you are forced to deal with. Um, and because I didn't take MSV, I mean, in the light of it, I probably, in light of what happened, if, you know, if, you know, hindsight's twenty twenty, would have taken the Marksman, uh, um, MSV2, Kempatai. Yeah. But that, again, that's looking in hindsight. Yeah. Yeah. But it's just, uh, what, what, for me, it was an interesting game because it's, it's rare that I've taken a Noctifer and used it in active. Um, I remember doing a game, uh, a game a while ago, I think it was against Ryan, where he had two TR bots, and I had a monographer on the rooftop in the back corner, and spent um, three orders: one revealing, shooting the first TR bot, um, uh, um, going back into camel state, and spending a third order to reveal and shoot the other one. Mm. And that was um, really, really beneficial. But it's not often you think about a piece like an octopus actually doing anything in its active turn. So it was nice. It was nice as a, a bit of a change. I, th- I think everyone who's used an octopus has experienced rolling a 16 or an 18. <laughs> well, that's the other reason as well. When you're rolling one dice on a 12, you're like, oh, please, please yeah. hit, please. Uh, yeah. And then I, I had one more game against uh, one of the local guys, Kellum, um, Starmata versus uh, Toha. Uh, I was playing Toa, I was playing Starmada. He was also trying an unlimited um, insertion um, uh, list. Um, and I think, un- unfortunately, it's just the, the trying to go for that unlimited insertion um, just sort of, uh, I don't know, he, he said he felt it sort of weak in Starmada. They've got really expensive pieces that doesn't, that um, don't tend to lean towards, like, I think he had, 16 17 orders yeah yeah i think um, i've seen that list as well yeah. yeah and i i had i had a list that i wanted to try which is area denial um toha so tacual officers lots of symbio bombs um so lots of eight inch areas of if you come near me i'm just going to start doing wounds to you yeah yeah well we'll hopefully we might even be getting into uh one of callum's list later on in the show but stay tuned um mm. anything anything else from you no i think that's it yeah uh next you want to talk about oh you're muted mate <laughs> there you go uh, <laughs> it's all right it's a lockdown it's, we still can't figure out zoom no so well no i mean because Zoom, actually, we haven't been using Zoom that much. We've no, we have using Google Meets, okay? And so usually when I mute myself, I push the button on my microphone to physically mute the microphone itself, but I'd actually just soft-muted myself on the uh, on the software and not realised, but that's okay. Um, yeah, so what have I been up to? I've been playing, um, I'll tell you what I've been doing. I've been playing quite a bit of Code 1 lately. Um, I haven't really played any N4 games since we've um, been able to have face-to-face games again, just because mostly I like generally when I get games, I want to 
have I always have a goal in mind as to like I'm having a practice for something, but because nothing's really been announced yet in terms of local tournaments, which we will talk about in a second because we do have some stuff to announce. Um, I didn't really have any drive to jump in and try out any of the new missions just yet in, um, or the new play styles just yet in uh, the new ITS season, but um, uh, a new guy joined in, uh, joined the community uh, and put his hand up for some intro games. So the past couple of weeks, I've been running him through a couple of Code 1 games um, the first one we did was, it wasn't even really points levels. It was just um, like five five models versus five models um, where well, it was maybe three or four. Yeah, might have been five, um, where both of us had three line troops and then one heavy infantry. So um, I used um, three uh, rockets and one, um, what's it called? Uh, vet, vet Kazakh. And then um, Callum, my opponent, had used three Zanshi and one uh, Zuyong, a heavy infantry dude. So that was the first game that we played and um, using the terrain that you brought along and set up for us, Kev, the um, CB card terrain, which I'm just, every time I play on it, I'm falling more and more in love with it, right? I just absolutely um, adore that card, that card terrain. It's just so amazing. I mean, the, the the shape of that terrain, the like the spiral building is so iconic to infinity and it's such a good piece of terrain. Yeah, this is the uh, this is the special extra added one, not stuff you get in the in the box set, the like extra. the sniper tower that uh, comes yeah. in the yeah. expansion. Yeah. Um and so yeah we we like we had that in place as well and um it's, I mean, I can see how because everything is very uniform in its structure and its and the 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 angles and the shapes that you can make with it. Um, I can see, I can see how it would get old, but for something that comes in a two player starter pack, can't complain. Um, and then, so that was the first game that we had, and then the second game we had was Code One again using. Um, we just made fifth, ten or fifteen point. This 15, I think was 15, 15, 15 point, yeah. I'm pretty sure, yeah, I think it was 15 points, um, which was more of a, a proper-sized game where we played um, uh, a mission where you got to kill everything. I can't remember what it's called. Firefight? Uh, and firefight on Annihilation. Oh, one of those, um, yeah. Yeah. From the, um, from the, the, code, from the one, code One book. The Code One version of Kill Everything, right? Um, and uh, that was good fun. I brought along... Because uh, also... Being like that, this is his second play experience. The first one being the previous week of just that super small level. What was his background? Sorry, just curiously. Um, so I played um, the Warhammer 40k. Um, what are they called? Kill, kill team. Kill team. Mm. Played kill team a bit, but um, he was just saying like something like there was something about kill team that just didn't quite fit with what he was looking for. Um, but like after these two games of infinity we've had, he's bought, gone out and bought like a whole bunch of nomad stuff. So he's, he's going in hard with infinity at the moment, which is great. Um, super nice guy as well. Um, great to have some, some new blood come into the community. Um, yeah, I brought along, um, I wanted to give him a few difficult things to deal with. And he had told me that he wanted to not, I didn't want me to go easy on him. He wanted me to, Hmm. um, sort of really show what the game is capable of more than anything, like the types of things that you'll experience when you're playing the game. Um, so I ended up bringing a uh, Guilang hacker uh, and a Daofei with Spitfire, um, TR bot, couple of um, couple of flash pulse bots to bump up uh, my order count. 
and then an engineer. Flash pulse, which I'm... doesn't exist in Code One, so they're literally well, just sorry. monkeys. They're not flash pulse bots. They're like point five point bots that do nothing. Right? Yeah, un- un- unarmed bots. <laughs> um, so yeah, I mean they were flash pulse bots, but because there is no flash pulse in uh, in Code One, yeah, they they do nothing except generate orders. Um, then he brought along um, a Kreezer Borak, uh, a Hellcat, uh, a couple of, um, I think the rest was just pretty much line troops, um, and maybe a Grenzer with a sniper rifle. Um, and it was a super fun game. I ended up getting absolutely thrashed, um, which which took which did take me by surprise, <laughs> um, but he like he'd managed to I'd I'd set up in a, in a way that had uh, my TR bot was really locking down two decent fire lanes on the table, and I I explained to him at the start like this is a TR bot as a new player you're going to encounter these and have no idea what you're supposed to do against it. Basically, you want to put it at its worst uh, net modifiers possible while you're in your best modifiers possible. Um, we were playing on a small table, um, so to have a TR bot that really it's pretty hard to get it into bad range bands on the table that's that size. Um, but um, he basically, and then I, I said that you can you can do it that way, or your other option is to completely ignore it. Uh, consider the fire lanes that it has taken down as just no go zones, and concentrate your operations in areas that you can to avoid um, coming into contact with it in your active turn. Right. Um, and so he did, he went for the second option to begin with, cause he had the first turn, um, managed to, uh, just sneak a line troop, um, whatever the, uh, Aguaseal, yeah, an Aguaseal, um, up towards where I deployed my, uh, Dao Fei. And there was this slot, the slightest of angles where he was able to see the camo, the prone camo marker, but without being seen by the TR bot. So he stood there and identified it, sorry, to te- um, discovered it. And then um, in his first turn, he managed to then, with a, like, shitty line troop, just kill my... Uh, a Dao Fei? Yeah, Dao Fei. Yeah, right. Heavy Infantry Spitfire, um, which uh, was a bit of... was a bit of a bummer. It's a bit of a bummer for me. For yeah, my, right. Uh, to, to happen... Uh, in in my opponent's first turn to set for for that because that guy was a, was gonna he was gonna do work he was yeah but, um, he was your boy and like I'd set him up in an area because I had the Guilang hacker as well they were both very close to each other the guy that had walked through um, would have triggered had triggered AROs from the from the Guilang and I had tossed up whether or not I wanted to spotlight hack him um, and I decided not to but then if it, if I had done the spotlight. Uh, then the face-to-face roles would have been very different um, mm, when, yeah. it, when it came to the engagement with the um, with the other dude. So, but that's one that's on me. Um, then I tried to advance with some things, and I just I, I just couldn't manage to. I I did get him. I managed to then I, I advanced in my turn, advanced with the Guilang up into his deployment zone over some raised bridges. Um, nestled myself on top of a building with his um, Kreezer Borak in my hacking area so that if he was to activate him, I'm go- he's going to be copying hacking AROs the whole time mm. um, and then nestled in a little corner there, put a mine down as well to help protect myself. Um, but then he just managed to then take something else or the Hellcat came in 
and uh, annihilated my back line. And um, yeah, that was that was pretty much all she, all she wrote um, for that game. So after my thorough thumping um, last week, when we have this twenty five point game tomorrow night, I am uh, not pulling out. I'm not pulling any punches. <laughs> not pulling punches. So you, you you've uh, you've lulled him into a, into a false sense of security. He loves this game. He's like, oh yes, it's great. Yeah, I'm, I'm really good at this game. And then bam. That comes in with the yeah. with the haymaker. That's and right. The, like, um, this is life. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, it's yeah. The 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 Nick Tools Infinity uh, Code One school. If he wants to graduate, he's got to uh, he's got to get through the school of hard knocks on that uh, on that last game. So yeah. Mm-hmm. So so do you reckon maybe after this game he he might he might be keen on some N four or does he want to keep trying? Code See, one? it's it's. I think I think I think so, and I, the. See, I, I do see Code One as an on ramp, and it is an, a fantastic on ramp. I don't. I'm still not sure though. Like, at what point? How many games of Code One do you think mm. you need before you would move up to? I think it's all dependent on, on the on the individual, right? I mean, if he if he sounds fairly fairly competent, mm. um, you know, maybe. But there was a guy. Oh, who was it? Uh, oh, um. We were at uh, Thursday nights at House of War. We started doing uh, newbie stuff, and there was a guy there who played. Oh, I think he might, he might have played N two or very very early days N three, and he came back into it. And we asked him the same questions, like, "Hey, let's play some Code One." And he was like, "No, no, no. I, I've read the rules. I've played in a bit of N three. I actually want to do N four." Now, in my in my mind, I was like, "Oh, maybe Code One would be you know good just as a sort of beginner, you know, because there's nothing nothing worse than going your first game back after a long time playing the full rules." And getting overwhelmed, and then maybe getting like your ass whooped, or or not having the right tools because you don't know how to implement them. Which code one's way more of a a plateau, way more of a I don't know even playing field. It's harder yeah. to feel as though you're getting your ass kicked if you don't know the full rules. Yeah, well, I do know the full rules. I still got my ass kicked. So. <laughs> right, <laughs> <laughs> man after my own heart. <laughs> yeah, yeah, um, yeah. So I, I reckon he probably will. Um, then, I mean, the other thing is as well. Finding some finding an opponent for N four is much easier. That's finding yeah, an opponent true. for Code One. Um, so, mate, like the ne- this next game is twenty five points, which is in N four speak a two hundred fifty point game, which is that's almost full size in in Code One as well. Like, and we've talked about this before. Twenty five points is kind. Of, you don't necessarily want to go over that level because it, it kind of gets a bit too top heavy with the unit selection that you're taking because you're restricted ten models. Um, so yeah, I reckon, uh, we'll see, we'll see how it goes tomorrow night and, um, we'll probably have a chat after the game Good. to, uh, to see what, uh, what the next steps are from there. But after this will be my, my final intro game, I guess, uh, uh, and then he'll be able to, uh, spread his wings and oh, yes. fly. You graduate and then, yeah, we get, we, we get to know that this was <laughs> a, a, a pupil of next. So we, you know, we, we know, we know all of his tricks. Mm-hmm. So, oh, yes, so, right. so, 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 hold on. When you're being taught by um, Nick, at what point do you teach him to destroy your opponent so thoroughly that they get to retreat and you lose because of that? <laughs> that yeah, that, no. That's, when does that, that lesson no, happen? That, that's a lesson that everyone has to learn on their own. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's not part. It's, of not, the it's not. It's not part of your curriculum. Okay. No, no. You know how that they say that uh, you learn more in your first six months in the workforce than uh, than your three year or four year degree, right? <laughs> um, so that's that's one of the lessons that happens once you uh, once you hit the ground. Oh. Mm-hmm. Well, and uh, sorry, did you have anything else you want to say? Uh, no. 
that's about it from me. But Kev, how have you? What have you been up to? Yeah, well, in similar uh, in similar Code One, I've been playing. Uh, well, I've I had a game of Code One recently as well with uh, with a with a with a guy we might know from the interwebs. Um, YouTube. Yeah, YouTube. Um, oh. That Mr. Shy, or also known as Stuart, uh, on is his actual name. Um, and yeah, he's a he's a YouTuber, a painter, but he's recently gotten into Infinity, and he challenged me to a uh, game of Code One uh, last weekend or last weekend before that. I can't remember now. Um, yeah, so it was, it was really it was really fun. We were on TTS. Uh, it was oh, it was like early morning for me and quite late for him. And he streamed it live on his channel, and uh, it was uh, combined army, combined army versus his Yucheng. Twenty-five points of supplies. So yeah, it was, it was a super fun game. And um, for a, for a guy that's maybe only played half a dozen games of Code One, he's he's really picking up the 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 game, the rules. I think you know he's he's got experience with other other um, war games, so his uh, his tactics are pretty sound and. And it was fun as well because we had uh, we had you know people less like watching the, sh- uh, the stream as well, and they were asking questions during it, and uh, found it quite in quite fun and quite um, quite good to kind of you know slow the game down a bit, uh, talk through what we were doing and why we were doing it, and um, it was good to see uh, you know someone like myself who's been playing for many years, and then someone uh, like Stuart who's been playing for not very long at all, and and you know having the rules rules conversations uh and then and then kind of going into a bit of detail as to um why we're doing it and talking about the dice rules and 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 the odds um which is which is not often something you get to talk about when you're having a game because you're kind of keeping that to yourself um but you know if i was you know i was like oh i'm going to choose to move here because my intention is to try to get here so i can like then you know shoot you in this from this angle um like you're having that conversation for the benefit of the audience that's right right. when you're in that streaming situation where it is um being streamed live i tuned in a little bit um i couldn't watch the whole thing um over one session i was taking the girls to the swimming pool um, yeah to uh for a dip but uh i mean i watched a little bit in the drive over just had it playing on my phone while i was driving i wasn't watching i was just listening so that's okay um and then you guys are still going when we were on our way out yeah. as well so it was a bit um, of a long session i think but i think that's fine code one shouldn't normally take that long but when you've got the when you've got a stream and tts and the, the differences of time as well in the in the day you know it's my eve it's my morning it says evening um i was sort of you know four cups of coffee in uh, and then, uh, then, then the explaining of the rules and and uh, the the choices. But I do want to say though, I'm a little bit, I'm a, I'm a little bit dark with 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 Stuart though over his uh, over his list composition because uh, he 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 did tell me he was going to be playing Yu Jing, and I didn't really factor that into my list building. But when uh, when I told him he was playing combined ar- uh, I was playing playing combined army, and then I saw his uh, his list as he put it down on the table, I was like. All right, yeah. So you've you've tailored this list then for a combined army player because he had out of his ten models, he had six models with MSV on the Whoa. table. He had he had two Xians, two Guilangs, and two Yimou. Um, so, maybe he just really likes MSV. Well, I, <laughs> I mean, I guess Eugene can do it. Um, and then here's me with like eight camel markers, and I'm like, ah, shit. <laughs> but no, I've, uh, I'll. I'll uh, Oh, like so that's, that's that's interesting though because like you've obviously prior to turning up on the day you've 
told each other what army it is you're going to be playing. Um, whereas if you're looking at like a tournament setting, you don't know what your opponent's going to be playing until you get to the table. Of course not, no. And I think I really I wanted to let him know because you know obviously it's, it's his stream. You know, I was like, you, I can play wherever you want me to play. You know, whatever wherever you think your listeners would want to would want to see, I'll um, I'll happily play. But um, I you know I said you know combined army because probably what I'm most familiar with in Code One, and I and I enjoy the playstyle that they that they have in in Code One as well. But yeah, it, it actually. What was the, the uh, what was the result? So, yeah, so in a, a very uh, what's it? What's the word I'm thinking of? Diplomatic way, it ended in a draw. <laughs> <laughs> I know, right? Disgusting. <laughs> it's the like worst it's, it's, result. It's, it's, it's like it's like that um that guy that goes around beating the crap out of the like those fake martial artists, but whenever he has a uh, like a public fight, they announce it as a draw because he beat the crap out of them, but they can't admit it. It was yeah. it was super close. Um, but yeah, it was it ended in a draw. Uh, we I think we both had one box each. Um, yeah, we both had one box each. It came down to the last dice roll. I think I shot his his uh, box carrier who was uh, one of the shins and yeah he just tanked both the armor saves and and that was that was that well but, to yeah. to um to help you out kev and to sort of reinvigorate the legitimacy of this podcast and sort of our us as decent infinity players um I'm actually gonna take take on the torch and uh, and I've got a game lined up with Stuart on his stream as well. Oh uh, shit! So, Excellent. Uh, not this coming weekend, but next weekend. So the fourth weekend of the fourth and the fifth. Right. Um, I don't think another another code one. Yeah. yeah, code one. Twenty five points. We haven't decided on the mission just yet, but. Um, oh man. Oh my! Well, I don't uh, think he's dropped the game yet. That's yeah. That's yeah. what he said. He's like he's um, currently. I mean, he's had a draw, but yeah. technically undefeated. Undefeated. Um, so I'm like, oh well, we'll have to we'll see about that. We'll have to see about that after your uh, your your practice games with Callum. You'd be coming. Yeah, I, I, I've, I'm back in back into the swing of Code One. Mm. Um, has he has he done? Um, has he played co- Code uh, Code Four code two? and Four yet? <laughs> I don't think so. Maybe uh, initially, I'm, I'm not actually too sure. But I think he's he's taking it he's taking it very easy and um, letting check out it, check out his YouTube. He's done some really great videos talking mm. about Infinity and like because he was playing 40k and then moved away from that and it was exploring a bunch of different games and found Infinity as the one that stuck with him. Um, but in terms of gaming, I think he's just played Code One. But and like a lot of the stuff he does on YouTube is painting stuff as well. So that's all real, real interesting to look at in that format. So yeah, shout out to uh, that Mister Shy. Check him out on YouTube. Uh, he's got a Facebook page as well, and uh, yeah, it does really good, uh, really good commission painting. Uh, I'll just want to touch on quickly with uh, just one more game I had at Axes and Nails last week against Phil. Um, uh, he's he's pretty new to the game as well, and he uh, and, and we had a really solid game of Power Pack of uh, what was it? Uh, my Starco. I thought I'd bring out uh, out again against uh, his military orders, and he he got the win in the end. And what I, the reason why I want to talk about this game is, um, you know, I, I would regard myself as, as as an experienced player, and the the how quickly a game can go from winning because I felt like I was comfortably winning to to losing because uh, you know he had the last turn and he was able to basically look at what he needed to do to win, which was like push this button, walk this AD trooper on, 
touch the touch my console games are good in and you know and i I could do nothing about it um because on my last turn i'd thought about what i need to do to get points and not thought about how to prevent my opponent from getting points back from me uh, so it's like a good thing to remind yourself of when it comes to the last last turn maybe you're running out of time just take a step back go okay i need to do this but what does my opponent need to do and how can I stop that? Because what I ended up doing mm. is I moved my link team forward to push a button in the middle because it's power pack. And where I ended my link team, they could he they none of them could see the the console, my my own console. And so then he was just able to walk a Crusader Brethren on from the back line and touch it. And basically, you know, that was that was game over. Yeah. Um so, yeah, sometimes sometimes it is worth thinking of, you know, t- it, l- l- less less so in that situ- situation, but like, do I want to put myself in a precarious position for the big win? Uh, and this is like really mm. tournament sort of thought. If you're playing a casual game, go for it. Um, or do I want to put myself in the position for a less impressive win, but a win nonetheless? Like a guaranteed, I take, you know, let's say just supplies for argument's sake. You've got two boxes, you have the opportunity for a third, but you probably better off if you want to guarantee the win just hiding the two boxes and denying your comp- opponent yeah. anything yeah. it's pretty yeah, it's pretty it's pretty like um important kind of tactical you think about the game you know thinking ahead and mm. uh yeah credit credit to phil he's uh he's an old uh war machine player and mm. you can sort of tell his uh precision in the game uh of infinity which is obviously nowhere near as precise as, as war machine so I reckon uh, Phil's going to be a force to be reckoned with once he um, once he you know gets a little bit more experience because he's already mm-hmm. he's already a very good player and he's he's doing um, mo a lot of uh, he's doing a lot of good work with mo and I think I said it on the previous episode whatever we said about mo during our military orders episode is is not true they're a really good they're a really yeah, good tutorial it, was, <laughs> it, it seems to be our first impressions for mo were just just completely like, wrong so wrong yeah so I've I've seen so many people just. Like I, you know, I love Mo. He's this, this, he's this, this, and I was like, I, I like Mo from a, a like a, a thematics perspective. I think all their models are fucking sweet, but when people are actually playing them, I'm just. I'm impressed that people could wrap their heads around it because I haven't even tried. Yeah, right. Yeah, no, they're uh, very, very good. He actually ran an army that had no link teams in it as well, which was really cool to see. Um, Mo's probably one of the few. Did he run Mendoza at all? No, no. Yeah, he that's he, all right. He, he, he didn't. I actually can't even remember what it was he ran. He ran the the Knight of uh, Sepulchre, who was um who was almost very boy, was yeah? very nearly taken out on the first turn by uh, Fiddler by one of Fiddler's jackpots, but. Um, who, by the way, I'm just loving. This as an aside, fiddler, real good. Mm. Try her out. Um, very, very useful. All right, guys, we're 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 gonna get moving on because we've got lots to get through tonight. We don't want to be here for three hours like we sometimes are. Uh, so we'll move into if that's okay with you guys. Yep. Cool. Yeah, let's do it. Uh, we'll, we'll move in to talking about um, news, and we'll get this Vostok charity raffle finally done. Out of the way. So thank you everyone who donated because we managed to raise just over a thousand dollars for Lifeline, which is absolutely fantastic. And uh, another, I suppose, uh, before we do the raffle, another big thank you to Julian for putting this thing together. In I, I don't think I've seen a progress shots of a model come together faster than this Vostok. I think you what a week, maybe two. 
Yeah, he did really well. I gave him till the end of October because I thought, you know, with his uh, with daddy duties and everything, it was going to be a struggle. But yeah. no, he, he, um, he, he yeah, crushed he it. it. Yeah, he smashed it. So the thing is, right, when you're on paternity leave with a <laughs> brand newborn, right, mm. super, super fresh, like for that first like two or three week period, there's actually very little to do. Um, so there is, there's plenty of downtime because newborn babies actually sleep 16 hours a day. Sleep yeah. and milk, sleep so, and milk. Exactly. That's all it is. Sleep, milk, change. Yeah, but I think even if I was on I was on paternity leave, I don't think I could have cracked out a model as no. that looked as good as what he produced that Julian's- quickly. I, I would just lose, like, I'd it 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 wander off. Yeah. Julian's also a very good painter. Let's, let's, let's not forget. So, yeah. um, we in the end, we had 32 people donate to the, uh, to the, to the event. And... Um, like you said, thousand and twenty dollars, I think, was the was the final amount. Yeah. So uh, every five dollars got you an entry into the draw. We've put all the entries like a number against each um, entry for each five dollars that people donated in a great big list, and we're just going to draw a number out of that's that. That's right. Yeah. And then right? just just for just for full disclosure, I I donated some money, but I've not added myself to this list. So there's a hundred seventy two tickets, but there would be more if you divided it. But anyway, just just in case people are like that math doesn't work out. Um, where's my name? So, I'm just gonna, I've just put number, all, all the numbers into random.org and I'm going to hit this button Here and comes. find I'm out so who so wins excited. the Vostok. So, oh. I, hope I hope it's my mum. Rum roll, please. I hope, I hope it's your mum too, that'd be really funny. <laughs> I, I hope she wins and doesn't give it to you. <laughs> okay, and we have... Eighty-three winner and eighty. Good work, eighty-three. Yes, eighty-three. Eighty-three. Right, that robot that gave us five bucks and won unit eighty-three. Good work. Eighty-three is Bob Fletcher. So hey! congratulations to Bob Fletcher. He is one of our uh, international international yeah. listeners. So. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. And uh, we'll be getting in touch with you uh, to arrange uh, delivery. Wait, 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 hold on, hold on. Isn't Bob in the... Anyway, it doesn't matter. We'll, 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 we'll find <laughs> we'll out. We'll deal he, with it later. You can reach out <laughs> yep. to us uh, on our socials or email and uh, yeah, we'll get that sent out to you. Okay. Well, with that uh, exciting stuff out of the way, we'll get into regular news. So, uh, tag rate ended. Mm. I'll just take a quick look at what it actually ended up uh, as far as like percentages goes. All right. Well, first of all, I mean, the most important question is, did any of us back it? So I backed for one euro, right? And the reason that I backed for one euro was because I'm still, I know like it basically got, they basically ticked every box that they needed to do. They unlocked them. I think every stretch goal that had anything interesting in it. Um, if I can scrounge around the funds, maybe sell a bit of Bitcoin or something, mm-hmm. and then I might end up fully supporting it. So the reason I backed for one euro is that that means I then get access to the uh, pledge manager when that opens up. So at that stage, I am then able to expand my pledge above that one euro that I initially backed with. That is a good um, idea. I like that. If I do that, I don't know. I'm still like... But now, but now you're still now you're now you're still thinking about it. Like at me, I've just switched off. Tag rate is yeah. whew, out of the window. Now you're Go like, on. oh, but maybe, but maybe. But maybe. Mm. <laughs> what about you? What about you, Jacob? Did you back it? No, I just. <sighs> I've, I, I've, I still have hardly touched 
um, defiance. I, I was waiting on a bunch of bases to put the um, Shazvasti the, um, uh, guys on because I have a base theme for them of like a ruined city. Um, and I only just got them, but I just another set of miniatures, another game. Yeah. Um, I just. You know, I just knew life is just going to get in the way of it. I mean, I I I, I, w- I love the um, some of the models, and I think maybe um, if um, I might see if I can just grab what's it. If, the, I, this- if I if what you're saying, Jacob, is if I end up buying it, you're going to come into my yeah. house. And play yeah, it, cut, so, cut, right? cut to the chair. Oh Jacob. no, no, I just <laughs> I'm, I I really I really like the um, the dragon. Oh, okay, right, yeah. So I might just end up trying to get the dragon as an add-on. Yeah, I, I didn't, I I didn't, I didn't back it either, and it's not because I don't, I don't think similar to you, Jacob. I think it's not because I don't think the game is fun. I don't think um, the miniatures aren't good. uh, That that the way that CB ran the Kickstarter was bad. Everything was excellent about it. It just. I don't have the 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 space right now to take on Mm. a whole new game, and I don't really have the money either. So just. um, just kind of, how many yeah, how many times have we seen like you know like the Warhammer little games that they bring out and people you know years down the track are like I still have like Dreadfleet yes. in shrink wrap. That's that's that was me. Like remember when they came out with what was it like the 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 two different Warhammer, Warhammer Quest things and then they had the Assassin game and then they had the Chaos other Last Chancer like style game thing yeah. thing whatever it was. Like, I I got all of those on pre order and I sold them all like two years later. So yeah, that's that's um I mean that's not why we necessarily would do with with Tagrade, but I just I've got Defiance that's been sitting around gathering dust and I I'm worried that Tagrade will do the same. So I just didn't mm. want to be that guy, <laughs> be sad about it. So I didn't back it. Um, but on the uh, but you know looking forward to seeing it, it all getting into your hands you know yeah. sometime next year hopefully um the but, sad sad life of people who can't make playing infinity their job yeah but but what do we think though of uh you know over the last whatever month or was it how long did it run for the, like the, three weeks i think yeah, yeah so what do we think that. of the um the profiles and the and the models that we saw that came out for it you know outside outside of the tags that we already knew but all the new stuff yeah, I'm glad to see that when I looked at most of the profiles, I didn't see anything that what I was really afraid of is that they'd add a hunter or a, or um, one of the like the, the minor, the prospectors, that's what they call or like the tag. And it would be a profile that it would be so good that you just couldn't pass up on. But in t- you're um, talking about like the profile, the actual profiles for in four play. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah, I was always afraid of tag raid, raid they would use to release like the lizard or a numa root, and then you'd just be stuck going, "Oh well, I got to go and buy this because yeah. I want." I, the I'm, I'm kind of glad as well they didn't did not go down that yeah. route. Yeah. yeah. The in terms of the um the profiles, they're all pretty generic, right? They mm. they do have little tweaks here and there, but um, mm. but I mean you you and I'm glad that they are generic because it means that. You're not then the uh, access to these amazing profiles is not hidden behind the paywall that is tag raid, yeah. right? Um, you don't have to buy tag raid um, because there's no like the people who bought tag raid are not going to be at some massive advantage over everybody else when it comes to playing in four. I mean, you still you still have you could still proxy for any of these profiles as well, but yeah. um, I, I finally got a, I finally got a use for Kendrat from uh, Revenant. <laughs> Um, um, I'm looking at that one profile, which has the explosive close combat weapon plus 
uh, one oh, the burst. Hunter. Yeah, yeah. All right, and then they've got plus two damage, so they are what damage fifteen two burst two CC twenty one explosive. Yeah, the the hunter Weapons? profiles which, look, look look interesting. Sorry, which um which one's that? That's the hunter third from the bottom. That one's only in Eugene. Oh, that's all right. I'll take it on Invincible Army or Eugene or something. Uh, yeah, I play, I play he's Eugene. only in that one. So those bottom, uh, bottom three four, is it? Bottom oh. four. Yeah, only in Eugene Generic and White Banner. The, the pop, top three are open, but the bottom four have specific uh, sectorials or factions they can associate with. So that one with plus one burst, close, explosive close combat weapon, which is insane. Um, that's mm-hmm. for Yuji, uh, Vanilla Eugene and White Banner. Yeah, vanilla. Yes. Vanilla, yeah, and white banner. Yeah. So I mean, the the beast hunters are. Um, we, I guess we we've already. I don't. Have we mentioned the prospectors? I don't know if we have, but the hunters themselves look fun. But like you said, none of them are like, oh my god, this is amazing. But the um, yeah, that that regular nine point um, FD. You know, it says FTO, but the mine layer heavy flamethrower Panzerfaust. Oh damn! Like as a little DZ defender. With, hmm. You know, it has mimetism, so it can sit in your DZ. It has a it has a Panzerfaust. It's got it's got a mine, so you know you can defend uh, your lieutenant or your your whatever pieces you want. And then it can still run out there with natural born warrior and a heavy flamethrower and be a real pain for nine points. That's but I mean, yeah, it also comes with all those other skills that are in its profile, right? So it's also got natural born warrior. It's also yep. got mimetism. Um, it's also stealth, super jump. Train to train turtles really useful right now with all the blizzards. In the and current stuff. season with yeah. all these blizzards, yeah, definitely. It reminds nine, me it re- for nine points. That's that's cheap as. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it reminds me a lot of the um the mine layer Bertos. That's exactly what I was going to say. Yeah. I was thinking the exact same thing. And um, the, the difference one, being though, the Liberto starts off as camo marker, yeah. whereas this is on the table. But the one good thing about this particular one is the fact that instead of shock mines, it has. AP mines. So someone brings a tag, they've actually got to be careful with this guy because they drop because they're mine layer, they drop a mine somewhere, they see the tag, maybe they won't use the heavy flame, but they'll drop another mine, which could arguably take out, especially a small tag. It's really uh, yeah, dangerous. It's uh, an AP mine it gets a bit of a bad rap, right? Because it, it it's um a lot of the time, you know, a mine a tag isn't gonna be worried by a mine. And it's not even going to be worried by an AP mine because it's got three wounds. So, mm-hmm. you know, who, who gives a shit? But an AP, an AP mine is becomes better than a, pretty much better than a shock mine when you have more than armor one, right? Yeah. Because as soon as you start, as soon as you got to start going into armor two, armor three, if you're single wound, you know, it it, it becomes that much more deadly. I mean, sure, mm. it doesn't have shock, but sometimes, right? Sometimes you don't want it to be shock. Sometimes you want that model to stay on the, on yeah. the ground so you can sh- so you can shiv it for the classified. So and, um, I, I quite, yeah, I, I really like that one. Yeah. Um, and sh- shock immunity is a lot more widespread in um, M4. Yeah. So yeah. I, I would honestly probably almost every single time prefer an AP mine just in case like oh this heavy infantry this three armor dude something like that walks in front of it yeah I'd, I'll take the extra damage and we, we we will we will also address the 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 mistake that they put on the on the profiles it says uh for the other ones it says four deployment plus two inches I think that has been um, semi confirmed by CB that what that meant to say was plus 20 centimeters which is eight inches 
Oh, all really? Out. Yes. Ouch. Because I, yeah. I was looking at that and I was like, plus two inches. We've never yeah. seen that before. It's ridiculous. I yeah. Really, I hadn't. I didn't. Keep my ear to ground on that fun. On that yeah, fun. I think from from what I've heard, that is it's just a mistake. It's supposed to say plus eight inches, which which then does put the obviously they jump up from nine points to fifteen points for the forward mm. deployment one. But then you are, you know, you are cam you do then get camouflage, surprise mm. attack, or deployment, heavy flamethrower, and and uh, and a Panzerfaust or attack bow if you. For some reason, would prefer attack bow, but um, yeah, fifteen points for the for the camel forward deploying one, or nine points for the one that starts in your DZ but has a mine uh, has mine layer. It's nice. It's a nice little uh, nice nice little profile for. Yeah, I'm, I'm about them. I'm about them. I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna I think I'm gonna try them next time if I ever get my damn tack painted up. Kendrick's gonna be coming along with them so, for as so long as these guys the, exist. The, yeah, the only problem. With it is it says available for all generic armies and also all those sectorials with access to beast hunter free guilds so the, that to me then says that it's not available to every army it's not available to every sectoral basically it's available to every generic army but if you're running um that's the same with most mercenaries right whenever uh, there's like oh yeah that's like a good Le- point yeah the the the, the, the in, and the crack yeah those yeah. things yeah yeah, yeah it's just you know what's his what's his face, McMurder. You know it's not available to everybody, but I think where you compare it to the prospectors who who specifically say that they're in they're in Dashat, Starco, Druze, mm. um, something else. You know, whereas these these guys they're only available, like you say, like like the Libertos plus plus a few extra um, few other ones, few other ones um, peppered in. So mm. yeah, I, I I like these little profiles. The miniatures actually look amazing. So that's. That's, that's, what, that's the other thing that I wanted to say as well. That yeah. the, um, I'm just looking at the... I've got the Kickstarter page open right now. Some of these miniatures are absolutely gorgeous. Yeah, the the, the hunters are... I, I'm, not, I'm not a huge fan of the guys. Uh, I, like, I actually really like the engineers and some of the, uh, and the hackers. I'm not mm-hmm. a massive fan of the guys with like um, like the mining tools and things like that. Um, I get it. Yeah, the, 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 like the tags and the prospectors, I can, I can take or leave. Yeah. But like these... Additional ones that they've brought out uh, that uh, we got access to during the Kickstarter. So mm. the hackers and the um, the hunters and the engineers and um, mm. and those pro- those models. I think they're all. Yeah. Like, I'm looking at them now at New Van Zant as well. Oh um, yeah, yeah. Which is, which That's is straight that- out of uh, Reign of Fire. Um, yeah. The, That's the, the one film that inspired that character and this game entirely. That movie Reign of Fire. <laughs> yeah. Um, right. Watch it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Um, even oh, these, I, even these little, um, yeah. these little minor bots are pretty cute. Oh, it, it's a whole lot of you know good stuff there. There's some good, uh, there's some great aesthetics, some great pop, you know, pop culture references in here. It's nothing, nothing there is bad. Mm. Um, mm. so maybe I'll be able to pick one up uh, from a, from somebody once it comes out. But uh, whatever, fine. Um, anything else we want to talk about in Tigrade? Uh, we'll, we'll move on. Uh, so we also have a little bit of a, I don't know, a spruik, I guess, to one of our locals who um, recently created an app called uh, Fireteam Core. So uh, Callum Pulleybank, uh, local of Melbourne, has been uh, communicating with our uh, community for a little while um, about the need to have an app that allows you to easily know what is and what isn't a legal fireteam. So he's uh, he's created an app uh, that runs on web browser and on I guess mobile phones, right? Where you simply select your army, select your sectoral, and then start building 
um, your core fire teams and as you start building the, the the fire team it will then tell you what you can build with it from there so if you start with a fusilier it'll tell you you can have more fusiliers or csus or whatever else there, there is you can have in that particular sectoral so um it's out there now we'll post a link up in the show notes um be great for everybody out there to give it a try and and pick up any bugs and any and he's also open to any suggestions but um by all accounts it's a very useful app and um you know gets around some of those trickier elements of, of fire team building especially if you're a new player where it can be quite daunting because there's not even on the army builder there's no way to know if what you're building is a legal fire team yeah like i mean it says it says it in like the small text at the bottom of each unit of like this unit can be in this or this unit can be in this what this um website does is it visualizes it for you you mm. click on a unit type and then it will then show you all the different wild cards that you might want to put in it'll show you the different counts as that might be um, included there as well so it just makes that whole process a lot easier yeah it, it's all there in front of you rather than you having to scroll up and down the, the especially when you get those weird um you know uh there'll be a unit profile that won't have a link option but maybe one of its one of the variants within it will be a link team member and you won't sure. and you won't you might not know that so having this having this in front of you tells you uh, immediately uh, that you can do it it's cool really good yeah so for like for example i'm just looking at it right now um i'm in the white banner option I've clicked Zanshi as my first member number one. And then for member number two, it tells me I could have a Tian Gao, a Zanshi, Adil Mamut, Li Gon, or Shang Ji's. Um, I've then selected a Tian Gao as my second member. Now, only one Tian Gao can be in a fire team, right, as a wild card. So then for member number three, the Tian Gao option is no longer there. Mm, that's so it's, got cool. the other yeah. fight, it's got the other wild cards or the base unit profile. So um, super helpful. Check it out. It's um, www.fireteamcore.com. <laughs> what, what are you doing with a www? What is this, 2001? I say, I say that. <laughs> no, no, because like just now when I was trying to load up the website, I just typed in fireteamcore.com and it wouldn't load for me. Oh, so okay. www at the front. Yeah, sometimes I do and, that, and it and it worked. So uh, it's not because I'm not some boomer. eighty year old boomer who doesn't doesn't know how the internet works. <laughs> I said it like okay. that because you might you may need to do that you because may. I just had to type yeah, that in just then. Oh, okay, no, that's 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 uh, good. No, good good PSA. Oh well, that's shit. Yeah, that's incredible. Yeah, uh, and um, yeah, and do we do we want to mention anything else about this fire team core, Nick? I mean, that's about it, right? I mean, mm. it is. Is was there anything else that we want to mention, or are we going? We going to we going to not mention that? Well, there's rumors. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, you I mean yeah. we you, we all know that you're best buds with your best buds with a certain member. Oh, okay. of... No, I can't. I can't. I can't be that specific. You're getting too specific. Oh. No, 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 no. I don't want to. I don't want to stress the friendship. But we we do know that there's there is rumors that um because I might have I might have mentioned this platform to someone and then they might have said this is nice, but the um remember the fire team rules are going to be updating soon. Mm. Um, which is something that we all forgot about, right? Yeah, we we, we haven't told this before. Everybody forgot that fire team rules are changing in N four. 
Um, I didn't. I didn't forget. I, I didn't. I didn't forget. I just chose to pray and hope they didn't do anything. We, we, no, we just stopped talking about it because people yeah. were talking about it like early this year, and I was like, "Stop it!" <laughs> like, I don't want the the discourse to be full of something that may or may not happen sometime in the future. Well, no, they, but they all the, before N four came out, they did say that the the fire team rules are getting redone. Yes, at some point in the future, but for N four launch, they're just they're, they're keeping what for what it was for N three. Yeah. Um. So, I mean, I guess maybe we can bring it back on the table that the the fire team rule changes are on the horizon. They are still in the works. Mm-hmm. Still in the works. They're they they are coming and they're coming mm-hmm. and they're coming closer. So I guess yeah. Uh, that, we that don't know. No, we don't know. Nobody knows what they're going to look like yet. So nope. still just got to wait and see. But um. I'm I'm sure Callum will will be uh, when when they are finally released whenever that is. Uh, Callum will uh, will be delighted to update his app with the uh, and help us all out as we navigate the fire team rules. I want the uh, Infinity community to collectively cross your fingers that it doesn't ruin your favorite freaking fire team. Well, hopefully it doesn't. Hopefully it makes some fire teams better. So we'll see. Yeah, I mean, look, I, and, and but anything we would, anything we're talking about right now would just yeah. be pure That's why. I, that's why I'm not even. I'm not even going to get into any fears or anything like that. When it comes out, we can either congratulate CB for doing a great job, or we no, can no join fears. the join the um, the riots. No, 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 no riots. No, none of that shit. We'll just, uh, it, it, you know, the sky has not fall. The sky is not and will not fall. So just, you know. Wait for it to happen and take it at face value. All right, cool. Well, that was that. So uh, before, what else we got? Oh yeah, so upcoming events. We have we have events to announce. Um, Nick, do you want to take it away with the first one? Yeah, sure. So for the first time in a while, we're announcing events again, which is amazing. Um, we've got uh, Timfinity Twenty Seven Frozen Roads, which is this coming weekend, actually the twenty seventh. Um, of November in at Jolt Games in Canberra. Mm. Um, so if you're up that way, I'm sure people in Sydney, um, it's not too far to drive down to Canberra to, to get along there. I'm pretty sure you're able to get from Sydney to Canberra these days. So everything's pretty much open back up on that front. So. Even from Melbourne to Canberra, right? Yeah. Yeah. We could, we, we could go this weekend if I wasn't could. doing something else. But, yeah, no. I love our Cam- Canberran uh, fans, but uh, 18 hours, uh, sorry, 16 hours worth of driving, no thank you. Well, there's also, a, there's also a thing called an airplane, which we can now get back on. So uh, that, can, uh, yeah. that can happen, and it's only like an hour. Uh, but yeah, no, uh, yeah, I think uh, Rob Cantrell's running that. Um, it's, it's a good venue. Um, great great guys over there um and i would like to get back over to canberra and play some more games hopefully in, in the new year mm. uh second of all we also have a local event happening in uh, melbourne uh on the 12th of december is that right nick because i know we, we just check. had to change it let me double check yes the 12th the sunday the 12th sunday the 12th of december uh we are having a road to bcb bcb is burn city brawl because yes folks it's happening we haven't quite got the date worked out yet but it's gonna happen early 2022 the uh the biggest uh 2d event in melbourne uh, is coming back uh since since like last time was 20 well it's first time is 2019 first, yeah it hasn't been on since 2019 2020 yeah. got cancelled 2019 2021 
uh, is been postponed. Yes, looking to happen in February. February, so end of February, probably. You know, we're we're hoping, yeah, we're hoping towards the end of February uh, to give people some room after CanCon if that happens. Uh, so, but this is the road to BCB, which is just going to be a small one day, three round event um, using the first three rounds from Burn City Brawl, which will be highly classified uh, custom mission called Data Cache and Fire Fight. It'll be hosted at House of War in Ringwood with, I don't think we've got a player cap right now because it's got plenty of space with plenty of tables. Uh, it's a $20 entry and there is an event page up on Facebook that you can, you can subscribe to. So mm. it, it's going to be kind of aimed at um, not going to be, even though it's called Road, Road to BCB, it's nothing it's not going to be a super competitive event uh, it's going to be really about just everyone shaking the cobwebs off Getting matched. That's, the thing. that's what we need, though, right? Yeah. We need an event like this. That's missions that we're like. It's it's more to get you. If you do, if you are going to come to BCB, this gives you a chance to play three of the missions, so you can shake off those mm. cobwebs and get your head back in the game, right? That's not, right. Not necessarily in a super competitive sense, but just so you remember how to play the game because it's been such a long time since we've had the opportunity to have three games in a row. Yeah, exactly. So it's it's going to be it's going to be pretty casual. Um, but you know, you you there will be the ability to you know to yeah, get yourself ready for it for BCB in February. Uh, so that's on the twelfth of December. Uh, I think kickoff is at nine nine o'clock. Um, and yeah, should be should be a good time. That's one. Uh, right. Okay. So oh, right. November challenge. Just a reminder, everybody. We are currently for the rest of November. We have our uh, unlimited insertion challenge. So that is right. That is play a game using free mode, which is removing the 15 trooper cap limit. Play with as many orders as you like and and tell us what you think about it. So I think we've had a few submissions already and a few questions about it. Uh, so just to reiterate, you must let your opponent know that you're playing more than 15 orders, but your opponent doesn't have to play 15 orders, like more than 50 orders. They can just play well, yeah, a normal so, so, game. Yeah, like look at it like it is a prerequisite of the game that you're playing that it's in free mode you can't just turn up to you pick up your, your regular game on 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 thursday night and be like as you're deploying is 30 models fuck off yeah um, <laughs> yeah <laughs> you've got to ha have it established that both of you are playing this game in the framework of free mode um which does make it a bit different from the ones we've done previously which would just change the way that you played your game this changes the way the game is played that's right, yeah, and and uh, we've had a lot of feedback so far from it uh, on our Discord and on on uh, socials, and it's been really interesting. Um, uh, with a lot of people have actually been saying it's, they've found it hard to comp to to build competitive lists that are more than fifteen troopers that like we mentioned before. Callum, uh, you know, he really feels like he actually loses a lot from running even just sixteen or seventeen orders of Starmada. Yeah. So that's um that's been interesting. I've only myself played one game. Off it at the moment. I will be playing another tomorrow night. Um, and like I said before, it was with Shazvasti, and I think Shazvasti played pretty well into it because um, I didn't feel like I needed to really mm. reduce any of my orders. Like literally, all I think I did it was downgrade a Malignos to a. Uh, no, I think Shred. I just. No, I think actually I just had to remove a Malignos, replace it with a <laughs> like a a Necadron, and then just use those remaining points to just go. Here, have another four Taiga, and 
that was that was that was pretty fun and that was pretty interesting in that you know normally in a game it's it's unlikely that my tiger will live past turn two because uh, I've only got three or four of them but when you've got seven or eight of them you you know you can throw mm. the first four at your opponent like a wave and then you've still got four that are defending your DZ and getting ready to counterattack your opponent so mm. um I think from that point of view it's it's good um I know there's other armies out there that look like they can do uh, more than 15 hours pretty well but um play it let us know what you think have you guys played unlimited insertion yet i i my i think my playstyle has always been sort of capped at 15 maybe 16 orders if um if whatever my list works out with like the extra orders and stuff um i think if i tried to try and get to like 18 20 orders i just fall flat on my face i don't think i play the right armies for it yeah, yeah. I think for I think tomorrow night I'm playing uh, Ryan, and he's he think he said he's playing QK, and I've got uh, I think I've got a dash at list. So two armies that probably liked playing high order count before. Yeah. Um. So, uh, and I'm really leaning into it as well. I was literally building a list, going oh, no, okay, no, I'll remove this forty point model and I'll put in mm. two like I'll put in like two fifteen point models, and then I'll put another another Fanus in there because I really want to see. Yeah. you know getting to 20 18 to 20 orders and see at what point does the list start mm. to really kind of break one way or the, one way or the other yeah. so yeah so that's uh yeah so you got about a week left guys and girls to put that uh your submission into us at as always loss of lieutenant at gmail.com and the winner will be drawn at the end of the month to win a blister of their choice from toy soldier imports yeah yeah and then the last thing we would want to talk about would be the quarterly challenge, which is still running until the end of this year, which is the uh, challenge to get her, get her done, which is uh, basically a challenge that you're setting for yourself, something that you haven't started or, or may have already started, but your job is to get it done, get it finished um, by the end of the year. And uh that send it through for a submission yeah and then uh as i said you will uh you can win a box of your choice from toy soldier imports if you do it and uh, please again uh don't send your submission until the end of the year and uh, uh you know send us a before and uh a few after after photos and, uh, and again it, it can be big it can be small it can be one minute it can be 100 minutes it's really whatever you think you can manage for the end of the year and uh, just talking about it has reminded me that I've got to get my secret Santa miniature painted uh, because I entered that uh, our local old 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 co-host John um, is doing his yearly secret Santa which is which is a really fun thing to do where you um, you enter it and then you get randomly drawn somebody that you have to um, donate a painted miniature to by, by Christmas so I really need to get that done <laughs> So good reminder. That's my that's my my new get it done is to get get that one thing get that thing finished. All right, guys. Anything else? Ooh, do you want to have a bit of a break then, um, and then we'll come back and uh, kick on to our uh, hit my list. You got sucker. Oh god, what the fuck was that? <laughs> I'm so sorry. <laughs> All right. Okay. We'll I don't want right. to get cancelled, Kev. <laughs> we'll be right back. Welcome back, listeners. We've had a quick break, and then we're into our main segment, which is... So you want to be a player, but your wheels ain't fly. You got to hit us up to get a pimped out ride. List. list. 
But left. Here, yeah. So. <laughs> cut it, cut it, cut it. <laughs> so yeah, so we're here to, to pimp, pimp those lists. Like we said earlier on, we got so many entries, so there's a good, um, good few we've got to get through here. Yeah, um, so yeah. Do we just want to get straight into it? Yeah, did you want to look at, so this first Yujing one that we've got here, is this the first one we're looking at? Or yeah, what's... yeah, so we, we've got our first one we're going to go through tonight is a, a list from <clears throat> Matt Sparotes, and he has a vanilla Yujing list that he wants to pimped, and yeah. so we thought, Nicholas, you are a resident Yujing player, you're the right. man. So I took a good swing at this one, I mean, the 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 um, the brief was pretty um, broad in that um, Matt wants to run the Hulang, right? But everything else is like, that's the only thing that he said to, I just want to run the Hulang and this is the framework that I've looked at. What I put together did still keep most, like you can look at these two lists side by side and you can see that, yes, these are very similar. They're hitting a lot of the same notes. What was um, what was his original? That's what I was just, I'll, I'll okay. run through the original list first off and mm-hmm. then um, we'll, we'll talk about the, some of the changes that I've made. So the unpimped list, um, 300 points coming up to five SWC. Group one has a uh, has four Quang Shi with the Quang Shi controller, Shang Ji with tactical awareness and AP HMG, uh, Mo Wang with NCO uh, Red Fury version and the Acrylite Canone. And that's everything that's in group one. So seven regular orders and then the one tactical awareness order from the Shang Ji as well. Group two has the Huang four deployment mine layer. It's got a SMG with plus one burst, EM grenades, decharges, and crazy koalas. Uh, a Dao Ying lieutenant with plus one order. It's just the base model Dao Ying. So um, lieutenant with plus one, plus one lieutenant order, but not the hacker, not the sniper, just the regular um, boring one. Budget. Budget one. Uh, budget. That's a better word. Um, the budget one. Uh, Ru Shi. Uh, Guilang Forward Observer, uh, Guilang Mine Layer, uh, a Can Ran Hacker, uh, and then one Shaolin Monk, which is the cheap Shaolin Monk, the five-point monk with the shock close combat weapon. Um, when I opened this one up, the first thing that I, um, well, the very first thing that I noticed was that it was actually only 14 bodies in this list. So potentially when Matt was running it, um, he looked at it and it kind of looks like it's 15 because when you look at the um, group one has got, it says seven orders, seven regular, one irregular order, but that one irregular is actually the tactical awareness order. So it's not an actual mm. extra model. So it's only got 14 in there. So first off, I wanted to look at this and bring it up to 15 because I do feel that playing less than 15 in Eugene, you are suboptimal because it is so easy to squeeze, particularly with vanilla. It's so easy to squeeze something else in if it's an extra monk or if it's just a war call or anything to get that extra body on the board. <clears throat> um, looking at this as well, I did notice that some, one thing I noticed was that it has the potential to have a pretty decent hacking presence in the, uh, the deployables and um, things like that. And so I really, I took it in a bit of a different direction than what Matt had initially done, but I did lean into that hacking um, that presence there. So um, also we'll, we'll share the um, army lists as well. So if you want to open these up while you're listening to have a look at yourself and compare the two of them, um, we'll make all that available when we publish the episode. Um, but first off, 
the first thing that I did was that I removed the Mo Wang NCO from group one, just took that out and then uh, replaced the Mo Wang with Crit Cochrane. Uh, the forward deployment uh, plus eight inch crit cock room with mine layer. Now he's got heavy shotgun, emitter, EM mines, and a deployable repeater, right? So that mine layer can be used to put down either the deployable repeater or the EM mines. And that's going to, your decision on which one it's going to go with is going to be heavily based on a few things, depending on like if you want to really lean into that hacking presence to have even more repeaters on the field. Also, it's going to, if you're going first or second, that might impact that as well, that decision, as well as who your opponent is. Mm. Um, in terms of the cost, Moang, uh, Crit is a bit cheaper than the Moang. Both of them have NCO, so you're not losing out on being able to use those two lieutenant orders offensively. Um, and uh, But I just feel like the, the role that the Mo Wang was, is playing here is already being filled by the Shang-Gi with APHMG, and I feel like the APHMG Shang-Gi can do that job better. And you've still got the Rushi as well. Um, exactly, and you, you've still got the Rushi for, for medium medium range engagements right i'd call that a, the 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 hmg the show the show the rushi with the spitfire for medium range um shang g is longer range red fury is pretty much the same range bands as a, as a spitfire right yep um crit cockrum is very much a close range gunfighter um with that heavy shotgun and he's also got a heavy pistol with plus one burst as well which is um an interesting combination with the heavy heavy shotgun. I'm not sure what sort of situation you'd actually want to utilize that I think over the heavy shotgun. Back. Plus combat. Uh, does that plus one burst happen in close combat? It does. Yep. So he's burst two in close oh, combat wow. with the heavy pistol. There you go. Okay. CC19 <clears throat> is not bad. Mm, that's right. Um, I moved him. I, I, I moved the, the main change I've made to group one as well is that that um, secondary, the secondary um, combat piece that I put into group one was the Rushi. I've bumped the Rushi up from group two to group one. And then the thing that I replaced the Mo Wang with, Crit Cochran put him in group into group two. Um, I've also put another Shaolin monk in group one. So you've got two Shaolin monks in my list, one in group one and one in group two. Um, the So that's everything in group one is pretty much the same. Uh, Celestial Guard with all, all the Quang Shi. Shang-Chi is still there, except I put the Rushi in group one and the monk. Group mm. two is uh, Crit Cockrum with his, um, like that profile I mentioned. We've got the Hulang there, so it's still in the game, um, which was the prerequisite for pimping this list. Um, the Hulang uh, forward deployment plus eight inches mine layer, SMG plus one burst, EM grenades, decharges, and crazy koalas. If you're going to take the Hulang, which in my opinion is not a great profile, I've never really found a space for it, any of the lists that I've run. But looking at the different profiles, this is the one that you want to take. Um, that's the one Matt had already selected, so I didn't even change the profile yeah. um, that, that he's gone with. It's uh, 42 points, so it is the most expensive one. Um, but the fact that you've got the forward deployment and the mine layer, really gives you more utility in terms of where you can deploy 
you can put him somewhere that's much safer because you get that all that extra room for to put him somewhere on the a bit that's a bit further up as well. Uh, and just having that crazy koala already deployed, uh, you can use that to protect him a little bit so he doesn't just get knocked out before he gets to do anything in the game, right? Yeah. Um, and you can do some pretty cool stuff with that as well because you've got the you can deploy the crazy koala, you can deploy a deployable repeater. Something that comes into view, into range of the crazy koala now has, and the deployable repeater at the same time now has a tricky situation. Does it want to dodge the crazy koala or reset against the inevitable spotlight or hacking program? Sure. Which is which is which in so many ways more more uh, what's the word um, versatile than having a mine because a mine you know you need to be able to see it basically. To, yeah. Whereas this is like two things that happen within zone control. You can kind of double that arrow. Um, and it can very much yeah. shut down the. Um the center of the board, you know, depending on what army you're fighting, if you're playing, let's just for the argument say, say IA, that's really intimidating because those two 16-inch, uh, like, stretches, those repeatable, um, the deployable repeaters cover are potentially no-go zones where you've got no recourse and you've got, in, in your particular list, two hackers just going oblivion, isolated, uh, like Oblivion and yeah. uh, what was the other one? Carbonite. So, so to, yeah. to just to, before we go into like this, like the tactical side of things, just to mm. run through the rest of what I've put in mm. the in this oh, list. Sorry. sorry, it's still still got um, the Greenlang Mine Layer. Um, so you've got Co- Crit Cochrane putting a deployable repeater down at the eight inch mark. You've got a Greenlang putting a deployable repeater down in the midfield somewhere as well. So you've got two repeaters down already at the start of the game. Um, I took out. The forward observer Guilang, just because I needed the points to to put some other things in here. Um, I probably the cleanest swap for him would probably be the Hundun that I added in, um, and the reasoning for that I'll go into in a second. But I'll just run through everything else here. I've upgraded the Dao Ying Lieutenant to be the hacker profile. Um, then I've added in a Celestial Guard hacker as well as a, so you've got two hackers there. The Hundun uh, with X Visor and Heavy Rocket Launcher, like I mentioned, and then uh, closing off Group Two with a second Sha- with another Shaolin Monk as well. Um, some of the decisions, reasons why I've made some of these decisions here, I see this um, list as very much a null deployment, littering your half of the table with deployables right? You've deployed a crazy koala, you've deployed one or two uh, repeaters, and you've also, depending on if you put repeaters down, you could also have put down shock mines or EM mines as well. Um, So you can really give your opponent a hard time and make sure they're going to spend a lot of orders dealing with all this stuff that you've you've scattered throughout the midfield of the table. the reason that I put the Hundun in there is because you can still do a fairly effective null deployment with your Hundun as your ARO piece. So if your opponent thinks that you've fully null deployed everything and then they just start running wild, then they do can get a nasty shock of copying a heavy rocket launcher hit. If it get if you can if you can nab a couple of models in a link team with that on surprise, um, you'd want to do it once they've advanced out of their deployment zone, so you are going to be getting them in good range bands because there's nothing in this list that I've created that really has the, like, long to extreme range mm-hmm. band um, 
fight capabilities. The longest range weapons are your AP HMG and that heavy rocket launcher, which are only good up to 32. So you want to be engaging people as they're approaching into the midfield um, from a, from a ARO perspective. Um, <clears throat> the other, the way that I kind of see it deploy, uh, the way, the way that I see this kind of running is that I would have uh crit Cochrane and the Rushi on one flank and then the Hulang and the Guilang on the other flank. Guilang may be closer towards the middle as well in of the table if if it can. Um, advancing first off with the Rushi through the smoke that's been generated by the uh, by the Shaolin monks who get to throw smoke for free with their impetuous orders as well, um, taking out whatever you can with that. If he goes down, you've got the engineer in Cochrane to bring him back up. And so that's another reason why I kept those two in separate groups because I feel those two working in unison with your Rushi advancing and killing everything that it possibly can, and then if you do uh, luck out on a face-to-face roll and he, and he goes down, you've got Crit Cochrane, who's already a little bit away up to the table. It's not going to take him too long to then get back up to the Rushi to bring him back up so the Rushi can do a bit more damage. Yeah. I uh, I like this. I, I like this uh, null deploy sort of less you've got like well, it's, it's, six... yeah, it's, it's null null deploy with a surprise, which is the which is well the it's surprise, but you've also got things that are in the midfield or very mm-hmm. very aggressive, um like very hard to deal with, very like if they get run on, Crick Cockrum has got a heavy shotgun which is just gross. Um, you know, he's two wounds, uh, armor three I was, I was thinking about Crit Cochrane as well and where you kind of see him late game. If you can get him up to your and if your enemy, if your opponent has got like a castled up link team, for example, Crit Cochrane has got dodge plus two inches. I can see Crit getting into a position that is really close to where that link team is, dodging into their line of fire, mm. and at, and then you just end your turn with him staring down all of this opponent's link team with that heavy shotgun, which uh, means that anything that they do, he's kind of acting as a, a two-wound damage 15 mine. And, and you also have, in, in the Cockrum and Hulang, you have two units that are um, just death for heavy infantry or tags. You know, they both have EM weapons, um, they both got temple weapons. They both got you know um, ways yeah, ways of dealing with hackers and uh, hackers with with hackable targets. No, the hulang with its the, um, the hulang with the mono filament weapon, mono as well. EM grenades, D charges, and then Cochran with an emitter, EM mines, a you know a heavy shotgun which is excellent up close. Um, and they're both pretty. They're you know they're both able to take a shot. Um, can really and then with, you know, if they got the support off. Uh, hackers in the midfield or deployable repeaters, and then you've still got six six chain rifles behind them as well that can that can that can back them up. Yep. I think a unique thing about this particular list that you produced is I think it's one of the it's one of the examples. Um, and I, I'm not sure every army can do this, but I think Yujing is one of the very few that can. Is I feel like this is a list that potentially even likes to go second. Regard, almost regardless of the um, of the scenario, because like you say, you don't have any extreme range bands, and you actually have incredibly good within eight, within sixteen um, 
range bands. This and is so this is this is a list your, that I could confidently um, deploy first and go second with. I think. Yeah. Yeah. Ex- exactly. Because, um, especially if your opponent, you know, doesn't have a huge amount of um, forward deployment. I mean, some armies can, most can't. You want them to be close to you because they're walking into your traps. They're walking yep. into your good range bands. You know, yeah. if they walk in and, you know, a big shooty piece all of a sudden walks in and gets spotlit, well, that can be a death sentence. I remember playing Kev um, in one of our games and, I, you know, I was practically unhackable, but he was just like, oh, well, that mimetism guy's actually really hard to shoot. I guess I'll just ARO spotlight him. And then in his turn, he's like, "Well, this is really easy to shoot now." I'd say the I'd say, um, and it does. And like we've been we basically talked about everything else except for the Shang Chi, which is also you know he's he's also your he's your, he's a bit of your workhorse as well, you know. So you've got him to, oh, of course, to, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, in in any in any group, I always like to have two things you can spend orders on, right? So the Rushi can um, is going to do a lot of work, but the Shang Chi is always going to do work for you. Mm. Um, and that, and that's what i'm saying is like things getting close to him is good it, like is good for him he wants that because now you're in his hmg range bands well not 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 um, too close but yeah and i get you yeah i think um, one of the weaknesses. One- oh sorry oh sorry go kev no i was okay. just gonna say one of the weaknesses i do find with this list is you do have two 40 point models that are outside of your dz that are um vulnerable to uh first turn alpha so they're both hackable um, so if you're up against a nomad player who's placed a couple of Morans, then then you may be you may be in trouble. Uh, but you know at the same time you you just you would you just know that on deployment and you just deploy them a bit further back, especially if you're going second. Uh, I think they both have uh, crit doesn't have stealth, but um, the Hulang does. So that would be the the problem is you could potentially lose eighty points of your army um, early on if if uh, you um, aren't able to to support Hulang and crit. Yeah, and I, I I I do I appreciate that, and that, that is going to come down to where you deploy them. I would not be deploying them on ground level. No. I'd want to deploy them on a building. Yeah. Um, potentially, it's like uh, Cockrum has got six two move, which means he can jump six inches. So for him to jump down from a building is not difficult. Um, the Hulang is four uh, four. Or four, so not great. Um, but again, like they've both got two wounds. Um, well, Hulang's got one wound and no winning uh, cap. No winning cap. Yeah, is also shock immune. So one and a one and three quarters wounds, right? Yeah. Um, Crit's got two wounds. The mimetism neg six on the Hulang is 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 decent. Um, and yeah, I, I do. I, I understand where you're coming from in that they are in a vulnerable position, but you're also with that many deployables up there with them, yeah. um, you're not making it easy for your opponent to get to them. There, uh, <laughs> as someone who's run a Hulang a couple of times now in, in Dasha and, and has really enjoyed it, I think it's also something you can consider. The Hulang and Cockrum are both very used, very good um, reserve drops as well, um, because your opponent's not going to be expecting like you know as far as a list that is kind of um, against the the grain a little bit. Rocking up and then maybe you know holding back a Hulang and Cockrum as both of your reserve drops and going first. Having two models that are very you know quite beefy and good up close going first, 
you can um, you can really take advantage of that from an opponent who may who's maybe caught off guard as to what you know what your reserves or uh, re- your reserve drop might be, and then placing a hulang and running up a flank with a with a crazy quala and, and you know slapping a D charge on a tag or or Cochram able to move up and um, you know delete stuff in the midfield with his heavy shotgun I think is uh, really valuable. Yeah, um, one thing I did want to touch on as well is the hacking game that I've produced into this list, right? Mm-hmm. Your two hackers being your Dao Ying Lieutenant Hacker and the Celestial Guard Hacker. Um, one thing that was looks seems like a bit of a hidden gem for Yu Jing that I'd never really paid much attention to before is that Celestial Guard Hacker, right? Okay. Whip 14, which is oh good, yeah, uh, he's also got BTS 3. Hmm. So whereas most, because Celestial Guard are the line troops, for ISS, uh, ISS right? I, uh, line troops, you don't expect to have much in the way of armor or BTS. So for them to have BTS 3, he's still relatively cheap. 18 points um, for a, a whip 14 hacker is 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 not too yeah, bad. Yeah, no. Um, the way that I see this, you've got so many deployable repeaters on the table and then the Rushi itself is a, depl- is a repeater as well. Um I would not be AL row hacking with the Dao Ying because <laughs> no. your, you're, you're dropping the marker state, which is your uh, Dao Ying lieutenant's shield of armor, right? He's using that um, that camo state as his protection and the lieutenant orders are being spent by your NCO. Um, definitely ARO hacking with the... Uh, Celestial Guard, though, because that's basically his job in this list is ARO hack. And then if you want to do some offensive hacking, you can then do that with your Dao Ying. Uh, if once crit goes down, potentially, uh, and you've got he do, he's no longer there to spend those NCO uh, lieutenant orders on, you could then get off a couple of free hacks with the, um, with the Dao Ying because there's going to be things that are going to be in your repeater network, even if it's just for Spotlight, because spot, Spotlight is super strong in N4. Mm, mm. Um, and it's super easy to, to get off. And then you, you could do, just, even if you just want to do one hack and then uh, then use that second um, Lieutenant Order to re-camo yourself to go back into the camo state. My 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 only concern, like I really like, I, I also really like this. My only concern is if somebody parked a really good hacker um in your uh, repeater net because firewalls don't exist anymore there there are a couple of hackers that well, they do would... exist though no 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 so as like the firewalls for repeaters it does exist does yeah it? yes what 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 doesn't exist is that killer hackers no longer um bypass them yeah, so killer hacker oh, will still okay. be plus killer hacker going through on your own repeaters will be my, plus my, three next three, but it's still a bit still a good point though. Yeah, so that my, my, uh, in my mind, I'm thinking interventor killer hacker. Um, yeah, or yeah, popped into popped into the um, network. Even if you're active AROing with the Dao, uh, sorry, active ARO, uh, active turn hacking with the Dao Ying, the. Interventor Killer Hacker, and I know this is sort of a specific example, has, uh, was well, it Trinity, well, it, it, Trinity yeah. minus three? I mean, it won't be a, it won't be an interventor, but what you can be talking about is any killer hacker that's in a camouflage in the midfield can utilize cool. the, the deployable repeaters to put mm. down your Celestial Guard without too much of, of, of a problem. And if, and if it's, especially if it's a hidden deploy one uh, in the midfield, as soon as you reveal the Dao Ying to do anything, then it could reveal and use one of your own repeaters to um, 
blow your brains out. But it's 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 risk risky because it's one dice, and you get, then get to react back. So it it's certainly is something you, to bear in mind. You gotta you gotta remember though that. I, I, while there is a strong hacking presence here, I am still looking at the Dao Ying hacking as very much secondary yeah. to the Celestial Guard hacking, and then also secondary to everything else that's yeah. going to be throwing My- bullets at your opponent. So yeah. Co- Cockrum um, is putting repeaters down. The Gui Lang is also putting repeaters down. So these are these hackers that you're looking at utilizing your own repeater network. They're also going to have to deal with uh, the the uh, coming into into contact with the things that have established that network, which is Cockrum and which is the Guilang, which are things that are can be pretty nasty. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah, no, I um, I think I think just just quickly on that though, like you also will it will evaluate your opponent, and if you are playing against nomads or something like that, you may just yeah. go, well, these won't be deplo- deployable repeaters. This will be a shock mine and an EA mine. And then you don't have exactly. to worry about it. So you don't have to put the deployable repeaters down. It gives you the Guilangs are so good for. And Cockrum now, I realize it, he had, you have options when you deploy them. So okay. the, my, 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 my only thing is, let's say someone was cons- concerned about it, because I, I just took a quick look, because I didn't remember the pri- profile. Swapping Cockrum for Taishan. Gives you a what, what, chain of command. What, what do we think? Because you get chain of command, you still get a specialist extra on chain of command because they're a forward deserve and a flash pulse. So they have a little bit of AOI presence and you get that NCO. She is a better shot. Gives you a Mark 12 as well, right? Arguably has a, a better gun depending on how you look at it. Um, Yeah. I mean, that was a, something that was a definitely a consideration I had uh, when I was right. looking at the same list. But I like it's the. Not, I like it's the not. Idea. A, it's not a bad. Sorry, you go, Kev. No, 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 no. I, I just say I, I like the idea of of either, and that's the thing. You can you can flex. You can flex into that, like because they're both about the same point cost. Um, you know, uh, forty four points for the Mark Twelve chain coat, flash pulse, chain of command, BS fourteen. Um, you know, really, really good. Uh, you know, sort of does does a bit of double duty, being your chain of command profile, and also uh, and set another gunfighter to back up the Shang Chi. Um. Yeah, I, I, I don't, I don't hate it. Uh, at all. You can also take the breaker combi, which is nice, but then you're losing your your range. Ba- <coughs> excuse me, your range bands. Yeah, you, you're also um by t- by taking out crit, you're also losing your engineer. So, which yeah. means the, if the Rushi goes down, it's staying down. Yeah. yeah. Uh, no, I, I, yeah. I, 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 I agree with, I agree with that. Honestly, like considering the Dao Ying can just. You know, be put in an inaccessible balcony or something. Stay invisible for potentially ever. Um, yeah, the you, you concern that someone manages to find her is, you know, you can keep the dying pretty small. safe, especially when you got all the all the Kuang Shi kicking around as well. It takes a very dedicated speculo or AD troop to come in and and uh, scalp out yeah. the Dao Ying. Right. So, it, yeah, literally the only like. Risk I could think of is pretty much a was the losing or the rock troop argot or whatever it's called. Yeah, explosive ones. But you but still we, can't you can't you can't explode onto a camo marker. Oh, yeah. you can't. No, no. We uh, we will have to move yeah. on because uh, we've spent a lot yeah, of time of already talking about this first list. But yeah. uh, thanks so, very much, Matt, for that submission. Yeah, one last thing, real quick, that I wanted to mention here. I, the two monks I've taken are the cheapest ones, the five point monks with shock close combat weapons. When I can, I always try and 
scrounge out that one extra point Absolutely. to get the 6.1, which has a double action close combat weapon because that's way better. But there was just no room for it in here at all. So. I think yeah, good, good, uh, well, well, good point. Yeah, while we're transitioning to the next list, I think sometimes whenever I have to make those choices, I think I swap out the the Rushi for the whatever the other one is. And Lou Duan's more, it as a Rushi. The Lou Duan's more, Lou more expensive. Oh, is it? Oh, yeah. my bad. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Thank you, Jacob. <laughs> All right. So, yeah, uh, thanks for that um, list submission, Matt. And uh, thanks to, to Nick. I think you, you created a really interesting list there for Matt to try out. Um, so next up, we're going to go and we're going to help uh, a person who asked to remain anonymous. Um, he has submitted a, maybe because he's going into a big tournament and he doesn't want people to see what's going on in his list. Uh, he submitted a hack Islam list. So I'm just going to put this up onto Army again because I haven't done it already. I am looking forward to not knowing any of the names of these guys. Cool, right. So the, this gentleman submitted a Hack Islam list and he um, he kind of sort of said that he he didn't really give an awful lot. He sort of said what he likes to do and what he thinks this list does. Um, and then I tried to take it from there. So he sort of said that like, it is deliberately light um, as he knows that Hack can't outshoot much, which I, I agree. Uh, but he says the biggest problem are aerial pieces with visors so that smoke isn't as useful or is out of reach of his camel markers. He also says he does like using hidden deployment and parachutist uh, to keep opening up new angles over the course of the game. So what his list is at the moment, the un unpimped list, is a excuse me, uh, Farzan forward observer, uh, Hunzakut forward observer and an Adir forward observer. Uh, so that's two camel markers in the midfield and then a hidden deploy model with a flaming spear. Then we have Zulekia, uh, a Lasik forward observer with viral rifle, Mokhtar hacker, uh, Druze hacker, Yara Haddad with the AP marksman rifle, and rounding out group one is a Nahab parachutist killer hacker. Uh, group two, he has two Dilami camel panzerfaust standard, a Hawa hacker, uh, so another uh, midfield uh, camo hacker, uh, a L Gulam lieutenant, a Gulam doctor uh, with a Nazma, and then finally a 10-point Coom biker utilizing ITS-13 with the rifle, light shotgun, and EM grenades. So when I looked at this list, I see what he means. It doesn't really punch out past 16 inches with many of the weapons outside of um, the AP marksman rifle, and the Flamenspear. Um, so some, so definitely what he said in his email was pretty accurate. Uh, taking out hard aero pieces, this list will struggle with. Um, and really dealing with, um, yeah, basically dealing with any of those sort of longer range pieces, he's going to have a problem. So, do do do, I decided to change the list up a little bit. I tried to keep some of what he said that he likes using, and I created this. <clears throat> so, um, the, the new list I've created has a Barid Lieutenant Hacker, so rather than the Gulam Hacker, because let's face it, the Gulam Hacker is doing nothing, just sitting back doing nothing. At least this way now you have a lieutenant hacker who can use his lieutenant order every turn to throw a pitcher. 
I also then had a Farzan chain of command, so change the forward observer to chain of command so that the Barid then, if it gets its brains blown out, it, you won't immediately go into loss of lieutenant. And that's a, another specialist in the midfield for you. We have Yara Haddad, so I kept her in the, in, the, in, the, in the list because she's very good with the AP Marksman Rifle and MSV2. Uh, I noted that you have no way of dealing, you had you had no way of dealing with hard ARO pieces, so I've given you a fide. So this is something that you can deploy outside your opponent's DZ or inside your opponent's DZ and turn one, go lay some templates on a link team on link team members or run into CC and shiv that you know, shiv that MSV2 sniper that's giving you a hard time. If that fails, I've backed it up with Nauf, who's a fantastic uh, sniper being burst three in the active with MSV1 and Mimetism. Really, really, really good at uh, taking out hard ARO pieces. Uh, well, not every hard ARO piece, but in the likes of even a missile launcher, you can outrange the missile launcher with Nauf and put that guy at, um, at big negatives. Uh, we have, um, I'd noticed and did notice the original list had a fair few hackers in it, so I tried to keep that feel of, of it. Um, while while you know making it work, so we have a Barid killer hacker, who is, who's an excellent hacker. Gives you another picture. It also gives you Trinity minus three, which is fantastic. It gives you plus three plus three to your Trinity and minus three to your opponents. And he's also like fifteen points, so he's so so cheap. Um, <clears throat> I kept the Mukhtar hacker because it is it is a very good um, multi-purpose hacker. Um, BS thirteen with mimetism is excellent. Um, I know how much this person likes running Lasiques, so I kept that in there as well. So we've got the Forward Observer X Visor with Viral Rifle. It is a good piece. It just gets, I think, it just gets outshone a lot in hack because there's a lot of other 25 point models that kind of are better. But you know, BS12 Mimetism with the Viral Rifle and Climbing Plus is not bad. Um, I've got the Nahab uh, Keller Hacker is still in there, and Zalekia is still in there. So that's Group One. That's nine orders and one irregular. Group two, I added in a guided missile remote because again, this is something you can use to leverage um, against an opponent that has lots of hard arrows. So you can use either of your brids to throw at a pitcher and then use the missile bot to rain fire and brimstone on them. I've kept the, uh, I kept the Gulam Doctor for you with the Nazmat. Kept the two Delami, and I've kept and I've had to downgrade the Coom, the ten point Coom Rider, to a six point Coom Rider because I just didn't have the points. Um, so guys, just on the outset, what do you think of these changes? Knowing knowing that neither of you are hack um, experts, um, I, I do like the again similar to the the one we looked at last with the Yujing with the um. The hacking presence, except th this one's gone a bit of a different angle where you've got all those, you've got two different pitches, which is um, great. You can, you'll be chucking to repeat repeaters all over the place, right? With those pitches. Absolutely. Um, you've got one, two regular hacking devices, sorry, three, no, two regular hacking devices, two killer hackers as well. That's right. Um, so anybody who's trying to hack against this list is going to be in for a bad time. Um. Yeah, yeah. I, I, um, uh, hacking is <clears throat> like hacking. Hack can do hacking. Hack can do the the um the spotlight stuff uh, relatively well with access mm -hmm. to cheap brids. Um, I I saw what he was doing with the Drews hacker. He was a really good hacker, but at thirty plus points, 
it's it's hard to it's hard to fit everything that, in. That it, yeah, that is very expensive. Yeah, when you can just kind of downgrade it to a seventeen point Barid hacker and also be your so lieutenant. Is there, is there any other reason why you'd want to take the Druze? The Druze are veterans. They do have a um, yeah. and, they, and they are better gunfighters. And they have X visors, which you can they can leverage the picture to get out further. Okay. Yeah. They, um, yeah. They, I think, but the looks of it, they're just slightly better shots. Yeah. Um, like, sorry, better, better gun, better gunfighters. They got a bit more armor and stuff like that. But as far as hackers go, I mean, they're I'm assuming whip thirteen as opposed to whip fourteen. A, a fourteen. Yeah. yeah. So the the intent, the idea of this list is uh, you've got you've got your main group, um, group one. So um, got you got you got Fide, you got the Fide who can go in and shift some fools. Uh, Nauf, if anyone's left standing up, um, and then you've got a whole bunch of hackers that can um, move up, push buttons, throw pictures, get 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 work done. And um, if you, and then you've still got Yara and the Lasique, who are both pretty good in the midfield for um, for uh, taking gunfights. Yara with her a- MSV2 can leverage Zalekia's smoke. And the Lasique can leverage the Climbing Plus and its viral rifle to really, you know, punish low BTS troopers or things like dogs and bears. And then the Nahab um, is also a mo- absolute monster as a as a bit of a surprise piece to come on later in the game, um, hack stuff, uh, attack it with a viral CC weapon or shoot it with an SMG. All that's really, really useful. And then group two um, is pretty just, you're kind of, um, you know, it's two Delami and a Kumbiker. So um, you've got running interference with the Delami. Uh, the Kumbiker can can um, take a flank if it's if there's an opportunity. And then otherwise you've just got a Ghulam to maybe help get Knife back up if he goes down. Uh, and then the missile bot to um, basically sit there until it's needed. Um, yeah, so... The, the the only it, it really it really this list just looking at it and like listening to you talk through all the things there it really screams to me that this is this is what a hack list should look like right you've got so much um uh, what's the term the um asymmetric asymmetric uh threats com- uh, yeah com- threats happening here because where you've got so much you've got all this hacking you've got the day you've got a bunch of different stuff there's nothing in here that you would call a like a monstrous piece, but everything here has like a little bit that it's that it's it's little niche that it that it fits into and would be very uh, frustrating for your opponent to deal with. Yeah, I think I think that's what it kind of does well. Um, it it can it can do a lot of different things well. Like say, you know, the Mukhtar is a, is a decent gunfighter in the midfield. Um, it's also a very good hacker. Uh, the I had to drop the so a couple of things I had to drop um, that I've not mentioned already is the Nadir. Now the reason reason why I dropped the Nadir is because he in his original list he had um, five irregular orders plus one AD and one hidden deployment. That's seven. You know that's basically seven orders that aren't you know you've got five irregular and two orders that are off the table. So that's that's a lot of orders that you can't do anything with on the first turn, short of converting it. Sure, you're kind of hamstringing yourself a little bit at yeah. the beginning. 
So I've, I've, I've reduced it a little bit by just having a single model off the table in the form of the, um, the NAHAB, and then I've reduced it from uh, down to four irregular orders as opposed to five. So you've got the, the two, de, two Delami, Kum, and, the, and Zulekia. I dropped the Hunzakut because honestly, I just don't ever find room for a Hunzakut in, um, in Hack. Uh, she's, a, she's a regular, so she's kind of taking up that slot. She's really good. But when you've got things like Delami and Combikers and Libertos, which actually, funnily enough, isn't in, in uh, Liberto is not in this list, but you could quite easily exchange um, one of the Delami for a for a uh, for a li uh, Liberto, so that's not would, a problem. Would you do that? I, I mean, um, I've got a lot done, a lot of work done with um, with uh, Liberto. Uh, I think that's absolutely um, poss possible, um, but it depends, you know, having. Two throwaway Panzerfausts in the midfield is really useful too. Mm. Uh, really, really up to you could probably shuffle a couple of things around. Um, you could, you know, you could feasibly drop the Nahab and replace it with a Nadir if you really wanted that um, template, you know, the sort of Noctifer element. But um, I like the idea of having a Nahab as a, you know, um, if your Fide goes down or Fide can't quite quite to where it needs to go to, your Nahab can walk on uh, and be a killer hacker. Um, you know, problem for your for your opponent. Uh, so it, it can it can do that as well. Um, the chain of command Farzan is really just there to so that your Barid, if it goes down, he's there, but he's also a, a spare specialist. And then the other thing is so there's no baggage bot in this one, so you can't reload the pictures, but you shouldn't need to because they'll have you know you've got up to four pictures that can be on the table there, probably. Fine. Yeah, I think I feel like you've got enough. Yeah, yeah, I think so. O only two, only two smoke. Oh, so I guess three smoke options with the fide. Um, but then you've only got the one MSV, uh, two. So yeah, I think I think this list feels feels like it could um overcome the hurdles that um that this guy's uh, facing. So hopefully this will work. I, f I feel like this list is almost like. It's designed for almost one of those missions where you can turn off your opponent's objectives. Oh, yeah. These guys go touch a button, right, turn it off, and then just leave. Mm. They're all specialists with the hacking. I, you're right, actually. There's a lot of specialists here. You've got one, two, um, three, four, five, six. There's a lot of specialists. Six, 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 six or seven specialists. So, yeah. It's like the Mukta runs up, touches the button, leaves. Right, the, you know, the... Um, uh, uh, the Nahab, I think. Yeah. Oh, whichever one had, whichever one's your specialist uh, with camo, which I can't find. Oh, the Farzan. Yeah, Farzan yeah. comes up, touches the button, leaves. Yeah. So the, the only the other three ways I was looking, you could flex with this list a bit is you could have you could move a couple of things. You could probably drop the Nahab um, and the Gulam Doctor and actually run an Asawira Doctor, which um, is an excellent sort of dual piece. Uh, very very hard to take down. Um, can heal itself effectively with re with with regen, and um, is a you know is a, a BS14 AP rifle. So that's something else you could do. You could also have a Mukhtar. Um, just have the 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 good old Mukhtar MSV2 Red Fury, as opposed to the Mukhtar Hacker. Um, again, by just shuffling a couple of things around, you'd easily do that. But I tried sort of sticking with um, what I was given here and not change too much of it. Cool. So, uh, yeah, that's that one. We're moving on next to Jacob. To me. 
So I given the task of dealing with my favorite boys, the uh, Steel Phalanx. Actually made two lists, so I'll try and be a brief, and you guys can pick which one you want to talk about. So the um, the brief on this one from can we put say the person's name or do they want to be anonymous? Yeah. Uh, I don't anonymous. think they say the name, but being anonymous there. So okay, yeah. so we've got uh, Pet- Petros. Uh, okay, I'm, Petros. I'm I'm glad that Petros you I'm, I'm glad that you decided to do this. Yeah, <laughs> uh, I'm going to assume that G is going to be silent, so we'll go with Kirillus. Um Petros Kirillus, uh, who plays Steel Phalanx, who also has a very Greek sounding name himself. Um, <laughs> Uh, the, the brief on this one is I have to admit I'm too lazy to tailor lists for specific scenarios. So I was looking to build an all rounder steel phalanx list that could be decent in most situations. So that was the, that was the brief in terms of like a, a concept for building a list as well. Um, having something as you can go to, to have an all rounder type list is always um, a strong position position to be in from a list building perspective. Generally, the way that I look at it is I'll have like a framework, which is my go-to framework, and then swap in and out one or two things depending on what type of missions are being played. But um, having like a, your sort of the same bones um, is, is a good way to play. So um, take it away, Jacob. Yeah. Run us, so- through the, run us through the original list first and then... Okay, um, yeah. Tell us what you've what you've. So the original list we got is Ajax for uh, Ajax for deployment eight inches, uh, Act One two Myrmidons with chain rifles. I'm guessing that he wants to run Ajax with the rest of the guys, which means I don't know why there's the. I suppose the forward deployment does sort of work because you can still like manage to get a fire team to work like that. Yeah, I mean, he doesn't have to use the full eight inches. You know, yep. you should know that. Yeah. You've got Andromeda with infiltration, uh, Penthesilia, Patroculus, uh, as well as the, um, an Alki lieutenant, uh, Alki as their lieutenant, uh, Thrakidae, um, Thorakites, sorry, uh, paramedic, and the Thorakites for your back. Um, so with this, I mean, the first thing is it suffers, uh, from something we're probably seeing a lot at the moment is it doesn't have a huge amount of range. Um, the biggest you've got is the HMG on Patroculus, which don't get me wrong, is not, is not awful, right? Patroculus is a decent, is a decent shot. Um, he's got... Mimetism, if I'm right. Yeah, mimetism. Hey, he's got so much shit. He's oh, got... No, he doesn't. He doesn't. No, he doesn't. He's got a mask, no, he doesn't projector, no mimetism. No. He used to. He doesn't have any more. Um, uh, yeah, Patroclus Petrochia... is a really nice flavor piece, and with the NCO, he's, I think he's one of the few that have NCO. I think there's one more. Um, can't remember off the top of my head. Um... But especially now that he doesn't have the NCO, I would, I would, I would have, I would avoid him. He he's always been him and Achilles have always been really interesting to take, um, because of the story of like, yeah. the, the Greeks and Silphalanx. But never he always underperforms, especially because 
Oh, he has been upgraded uh, since I last looked at him to actually have two wounds. He used to be one wound, no wound in cap. Yeah. Uh, he, shock immune. He can't be linked either. Only with um, Achilles. Yeah, okay. So he can't actually join any of those other um, no, thingies. No, he can be hollow projected and... Yeah. Look, the big steel phalanx pieces, believe it or not, tend to actually work better in uh, vanilla Aleph because you mm. can get a lot cheaper orders in vanilla Aleph because you can get more... Um, you can get more flash pearls bots, you can get more net rods. Sure. That sort of thing. Um, again, Ajax forward... Uh, Ajax forward deployment, I get why you might want to do that. Ajax has become an incredible piece in N4, but he is, uh, but putting him, trying to put him forward like eight, like at the full eight inches to get the extra movement while everyone's trailing behind can be an absolute nightmare. And the last thing Steel Phalanx wants to do is be stretched out. They do need to sort of watch each other's backs. Because for the most part, you're fine with Steel Fangs because it's kind of expensive to run, is that you're going to probably in the first turn get halfway up the board. And if you need to, the next turn will be getting the rest of the way up the board. Mm. Um, so you need to be able to set up that base. Um, and Akmon's not great at setting up the base. Obviously, the um, the movement on chain rifles are great at it, you know. You know, mimetism, good dodge, they can drop smoke, chain rifles, all that sort of stuff. Uh, Andromeda is always interesting, um, especially with the changes to guard. Um, I like her more. I don't think it's ever really worth taking her infiltration profile. I think it's points spent on a model that if you do manage to over-infiltrate to their half, um, a, if you're doing going second, you're never going to infiltrate up that far um, because she's got no mimetism. She's really difficult to she hide. She does have mimetism. Sorry, I didn't mean that. No, she doesn't have any uh, marker state. Yeah, yeah, she has no marker state. Um, she's difficult to hide because she's so big, um, and she's pretty squishy as far as uh, models go. She's not the worst, but she's not the best. Um, but like her normal forward deployment one. I don't have any issue with that, especially as a defensive piece. If you can manage to find like a nice corridor to put her in where she can get like guaranteed get that eight inches if anyone wants to engage her and just decharge guard people, um, that's great. I would do that all day. Um Penthesilia, I think with the new bike changes, is awesome. She's got I think she's got yeah, she's got one of the fast bikes, so eight six move. Right, she's got bioimmunity, so she's armor three. She's got like that one and three quarters wound, no winning cap, shock immune, um, and CC attack minus six. So she's not the greatest at hitting people, but she certainly tends to not get hit. Yeah, yeah, a monofilament as well is nice as well. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, burst two nanopulse is also always really nice. Cool. Yeah. Um. The other big thing about this is uh, I, I wouldn't really call it much a, a uh, I mean, it's got some, I guess it does have a decent amount of uh, specialists. Um, Akmon is a lot of points to pay for just having um, the attack awareness. That's really all he's there for is attack awareness and um, being an engineer. 
Um, and if you take a look at uh, like the reason you would take an engineer is there's only that was that was things. actually going to be my, that was going to be my question. There's nothing in here, Scott. Yeah, there's only Structure. two things you can do with an engineer: retro engineering and test run. You've got no robots, so you can't do test run. So you might as well at that point just take. Uh, what's well, we'll face? get to, we'll get to that when I do my list. Yeah. Bear in mind though, Akmon has two wounds. He's a fully. Oh, wow. He's but a fully. Actually, boost him up to two wounds. Yeah, so he's he's... Pro proper. Yeah, two wounds. Yeah, yeah. but he's I was like, going to say heavy infantry, but he's not heavy. He's yeah, so he's, he's got that. Wounds. He's got that advantage, which is why he's a bit more expensive. Yeah, well, believe it or not, he was almost that those many points when he was in N three. Mm. I think it was like twenty eight points or something. Yeah, cool. Anyway, right. going on to the list that I've put together. This is my this is my standard list. Um, it worked in N three. It's just gotten better in N four. Uh, so it starts off with your lieutenant is Hector with the Spitfire, right? Um, I know a lot of people like to take his plasma, uh, plasma rifle, but I think the ability for him to stretch out his range bands um, is really useful. And for the most part, most people are like, if they see Hector and see a plasma rifle, they're going to spread out so you can't... Um, like you can't destroy them with the template, but at the same time, it's only two other po uh, two extra points you can move around this list to try and fit them in. Then following him is uh, Machion, uh, who is the doctor for steel phalanx. So mm, again, you got a, a specialist, but whip fifteen, so really good at healing um, both himself and healing Hector. Because both of them can go into no wounding incapacitation, which is a unconscious state. Yeah, so you can go back up to, yeah, yeah. Uh, boarding shotgun Myrmidon, chain rifle Myrmidon. Now, if you wanted those extra points, you can take that boarding shotgun Myrmidon down to a, another chain rifle Myrmidon. Why do you take the boarding shotgun one anyway? Uh, just, um, just that, just that to have that little bit extra, like the plus six at close range with three shots. And a template. Yeah, right. All, and the template. It just adds a little bit of versatility. But like I said, if you want, I think it's another eight, po eight yeah, points. Yeah, it gives you it gives you a burst three and yeah, a burst three boarding yeah, yeah. boarding shotgun. Yeah, it's nice. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Right. Eight, all right. But if you want eight points, you can take Hector as the lieutenant. Do something else. Do something else with it. Sure. The next. So that's one enemy Tarkos. Um, I think in Steel Phalanx, if unless you're running one of the big pieces, I reckon even if even if you are running the, the big pieces, uh, which is what I think Petros definitely got right, which was two Enematarkos's almost always. Um, again, so the next one is Ajax. I've kept Ajax because again he is an absolute beat stick, beat stick, two wounds, no wound incapacitation, um, mimetism, big armor, big BTS. Mm -hmm. Like damage fourteen, burst four or five combi rifle, so he's running around with a short ranged Spitfire essentially. Mm -hmm. right. Martial arts, like berserk, you know, stealth, natural born warrior. Yeah, he's got all the he's, shit. He's got all the he's, stuff. He's very. He's good. great. Mm -hmm. To try and keep the range up, we've got uh, Phoenix. So uh, you know, a, a, a pretty much a Myrmidon, but he's BS thirteen, so he's still a decent shot. He's got that mimetism minus six, heavy rocket launcher, smoke grenades. 
Yeah, the bane um, of the bane of my aim three with that was that motherfucker. Right. Yeah. Um. But he's also got the, the one of the good things about him. He's also got a uh, a heavy pistol. Still got that nano pulsar. So there's nothing that's really a terrible range band for him, except for I think sixteen to eight is zeros for everything yeah. That he has. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. Um. But he's incredible. Um. And then a Myrmidon uh, chain of command. Again, this is this is to stop. This is partly in case you um, get isolated. Someone just, just someone just beelines for Hector. Also, it means that you've in both of these links you've got um, a specialist. Yep. All right. Um, the the la- the the last two are an Agima marksman with multi sniper rifle. You know, speaks for itself. You've got tons of smoke. You do the smoke trick. You know, you were talking before Kev about um, dealing with TR bots. Um, you oh smoke, yeah, you take, absolutely. You take a shot at negative six, bad range. Uh, you're in cover. You know, they can't hit you at all. Uh, you got two shots. I can't tell you how many times the very first movement of my game is chuck smoke, do the shot. Mm. Um, and then uh, 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 Thorakiti, uh Ford Observer with uh, 360 visor again is just another specialist to have. Um, as you know, he's got a flash pulse, SMG, chain rifle. He's there to guard your back line, um, and potentially do some sort of um, uh, some sort of objective if you need that extra specialist. Okay. And then he's you got, also, you know, he's also an auto, auto monkey. Uh, yep. And yeah. And then you round it off, you got a net rod. So it's 10. Yeah, and a, yeah, and a net rod because I've got enough for all of that. Yeah. So ultimately, this is a 12 point list. 12 order? Is 12 order, sorry, 12 order list, um, which is arguably about the same as what um, Petros have previously. Except that all of the orders can be used with anybody. Mm. Yeah. No, oh yeah, of course, of course, yeah, because Hector is Strategos, so you get that you get those orders for for anybody. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, uh, those, regu- those orders become regular orders. Yeah. Right, yes. Sorry, I missed that as well. Yeah. Of yeah. course. Yeah. Yeah. And then you, and then of course you get the Strategos, so you can hold back um, two. Actually, who would be your two holdbacks in? Uh, two holdbacks would probably be the Agima and Phoenix. Right. And so, then, and, yeah. Oh, sorry. Go. Ahead. No, I was gonna say so. So obviously the Agima because it well, makes sense. And then the, and then Phoenix. Phoenix is in a, a three man link there with Ajax and the Myrmidon officer. Is that mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Um. So you can put an Ajax and the Myrmidon officer, and then Phoenix can then be placed. Uh. To optimize his what he can see and who who he's yeah. who he's laying. Also, also to sort of like reduce this the the risk factor of that link. Where people may not necessarily know because Steel Phalanx uh, characters are all hovering about the same points, right? It means that people may not necessarily deploy because they know a Phoenix is going to be there. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. And then in terms of in terms of what the link teams look like, obviously you've got eight yeah, things so- in here that are all Endrum and. Animatacos. Taco, taco, so taco yeah. boys. Taco yeah, and, and yeah, that are all Mexican tacos. <laughs> so um, it's Hector. Soft, it's, soft, shell, soft shell tacos. Yeah, so it's Hector, um, Macchion, and the two chain rifle Myrmidons, and then the other one is Ajax Phoenix and the Myrmidon Officer. Yeah. Myrmidon Officer, by the way, is a uh, boarding shotgun eclipse grenade. 
and the um thracket thracketies by himself just oh he can't go in the he can't go in he can't go in a myrmidon Animatarkos. He can go oh, on a okay. Thurikides, um one. Oh, He's right. just a 13-point yeah, corner guard. Okay, okay. Yeah. Fair, 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 fair. Yeah. Oh, interesting. Yeah, cool. So you've got, like, basically two links and then two dudes and a net rod. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the, the, the marksman can be, like, vital to, depending on how your opponent deploys. Um, and in terms, of, in terms of specialists, what have we got here? So we've got Machion. You've got the chain of command and you've got the forward observer. Oh, that's not bad. I mean, um, would you swap anything out for more specialists if you were doing something like highly classified or? I can I can go. Like, so if you're playing something that really needs classifieds, it changes from taking. So this is like sort of it'll work for everything. For most things, yeah, if you've got highly classified or that's one a bit that, more specialized, that's yeah. really specialized, yeah. you're gonna have to rely on. And that was the other list um, I wrote. I, if we're running, if we're running long, I'll I'll put I it up, um, and yeah. people can take a look at it. It's more about that Thorakides, two Thorakides um, uh, links uh, with another with that like three man link of Myrmidon. So you can get the specialists. You can get, again, my other one has Akmon in it. Okay. Um, you can get paramedics, forward observers, um, even just a specialist troop in um, uh, Thrasimedes. I mean, the thing is, if you can kill your opponent, then, you know, you kill your opponent yeah, and, then, it, and, then, and then go get the... Still Phalanx really is that, <laughs> go, that, go that old meme from Starship Troopers, right? Yeah. You know, the enemy can't press the buttons if you disable their hand. Yeah. So I'm going to pull you up on the Andromeda comment you made earlier because I know there's a lot of people listening to this podcast going, what the fuck? Uh, Jacob, you're wrong. Uh, take the infiltration plus six profile all the time. Mm. Um, I, I mean, I haven't really, obviously I've never played with Andromeda. Um, the, the internet says she's real good. We keep hearing from our local Ben about how many things it's killed in the first turn, but you are right. Yeah, you go, if you go second, then Andromeda's, uh, you're sometimes paying the extra three points for nothing. Um, mm. But it is only three points, right? The difference between an infiltration plus six one and the it, non one is just three points. So look, why wouldn't you just take the plot, the infiltration plus six? The prob the look the problem is not the problem is not Andromeda. The problem is still Phalanx. Right. Andro Andromeda is one of those um, Aleph profiles that's in like, uh, in vanilla, like Star Mata. Really yeah, it's, like in, it's in a whole, whole bunch of stuff. Whole bunch of other stuff in those ones where. Potentially, like her loss is not a big deal, right? She can work. Like I said, she's her guard is great. If you can get, uh, if there's in part of the map where you can put her, where they can't see you outside of eight. Oh, They've sure, no, 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 no. That's fine. No, I'm, I'm not, I'm not, uh, I'm not debating yeah. the the qualities of of Andromeda. We're all, we're all aware of how, of how good she is, but I, I do appreciate that you haven't included her in this list because. He doesn't, you know, just because she's available doesn't doesn't mean doesn't make her an auto include. I'm just, I'm just saying that the uh, I know there will there will be people out there who are like, but but like if you're taking her, you're taking the plus six because it's three points, and if you don't use it, then it's three points. Like it's you know, not a big a deal. I guess is what I'm trying to say. Because like because yeah, you don't have to deploy her across the, the the board. You can put her all the way back. But yeah. that's that's I mean, kind of what the point. I mean, for 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 Steel Phalanx, three points is the difference between 
having an extra specialist, having a net rod instead of like a, a war core or something like that. Yeah, that's fair because yeah, the, these things, these uh, this army is more elite, is more expensive. It starts at higher higher uh, points for your stuff. So yeah, I appreciate that. In ALF and vanilla ALF, you've probably got those points spare. Um, cool. Uh, no, it's good. I like it. I I I don't know much about Steel Phalanx except being on the receiving end of it and looking at both of those um, links. I don't really want to face either of them. I'm I'm pretty sure that I've faced you playing this almost exact list back in N3, Jacob. So uh, you, 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 you 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 did, and I think I think it annoyed you a lot because yeah. <laughs> it was yeah. just it was just I think yeah I I I know it specifically. In fact, I you know what I think it was either the last or second last round of. Uh, the first BCB. I it might have been. Yeah, I just, re- I just oh, remember. No, Road to CanCon. Yeah, I just remember uh, yeah. smoke grenades and eclipse grenades, eclipse grenades just going it's everywhere like, and me not being able to do anything. Guess I die now. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, all right. Well, we'll 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 have to move on just because we don't want uh, to get. We we don't want to. Uh, we want to try and get no, through a few of these. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll probably. This next one's probably going to be the last one we look at. Uh, it may it may have to be for this for this episode, I'm afraid, because uh, yeah, 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 it may have to be. Um, so we have so thanks thanks Petros for that for that list. Uh, so now we have one of our locals, um, Callum, uh, Callum Pullybank, who we talked about earlier. Um, he he has sent in a Star Mada list. And um, yeah, this this is gonna be an interesting one. Um, Starmada is not a, a strength of mine, but I have been talking with Callum a lot, you know, during uh, on on Thursday nights, but also on online about his lists and, and how he's been getting on. So, keen to see uh, if I can improve his uh, his his luck with Starmada. So the list he sent in is uh, is starts with Andromeda. Um, now, interestingly not enough, not the infiltration plus six one. So you must be you must be whispering in his ear, Jacob. Just the uh, the thirty point submachine gun flash pulse zapper version. Uh, Sorry, before we go any uh-huh. further in that one, Kev, I do just got elite. I've got a I've got a jet. So ah. um okay, no problem, Nick. Uh, thanks for coming on. I'll talk to you next time. I'll see you guys later. See you, Nick. Bye. All right. So, oh, that was a shame. But hopefully, uh, back for the next exciting installment of Pimp oh, My okay, List. Yeah, this is so. Full, full, full disclosure. Um, I played this list. This is the one I played. Um, when uh, when I had my last game with Kellum. Was this so the this Toha is, one? Yes, when I was playing Toha, Toha. against him. Okay. But this is his. Also, his. Um, Unlimited insertion one. It's like it's slightly different. It's not the unlimited insertion one. It's he's captain. Yeah, back okay, to no, you're right. It's very similar though. Yeah. Yeah, he's just uh, changed a few things. So, um, so it's Andromeda, uh, a combat jump crusher, and then we have a core link of two Kappa hackers, a Kappa multi sniper, a Kappa HMG, a blue coat lieutenant, and a thirteen point blue coat. So there's a one, two, three, four, five, six models so the usual you know five models multi sniper goes down refill it with the blue coat and then keep going with the hmg mm. that's eight orders in group one and then seven orders in group two which is the knight of santiago ad combat jump guy uh cyber ghost killer hacker hacking device plus uh the Oco, which is the combi rifle forward observer sensor bot two varangians uh a guided missile bot and an evil hacker so 
he said in the email that the idea behind the list is, um, yeah, you've got the blue coat, uh, can refill the link should someone go down, and then he's got hackers for days uh, in the form of the cyber ghost and two kappas. Um, and then obviously the killer hacker Santiago. So he's able to drop missiles, refill the pitcher. Um, he's got Andromeda who can, can do a bit of do a bit of work, and then he's got two AD troopers as well who are both very capable of of decimating you on turn one. Boring shotgun from a crusher who's also uh, known in cap, and the Knight of Santiago who, as most of us will know, is is a menace as well. Um, so I had a go at changing this list. I ended up with two lists that are pretty similar. Uh, so I'll t I'll just talk about the first one and I'll just sort of just say how I'd change the second one around. Uh, so oh yeah, I've already oh, I've already loaded it. Haha, <laughs> here's one I made earlier. Okay, so I changed the core link out on this one. Uh, so what we've got is we've got them. We've kept the multi sniper. We've kept the two hacker two kappa hackers. Uh, and we've got the two blue coats. But what I've done is the sixth member, rather than the HMG, I've got the Psycops MSV1 with multi marksman rifle because it's it's a BS13 mimetism MSV1 gunfire, which is honestly much better than the HMG. It's also a specialist and it's got a nanopulsor with plus one burst. So it's a really good multi purpose piece of kit um, with MSV1. Uh, we've got Andromeda, who who've I, who have I upgraded to the Infiltration Plus 6, because it's three points more, so why wouldn't you? And then two Varangians, so that's nine orders in Group 1. Group 2 is the Cyber Ghost Hacking Device Plus, um, a Peeler TRHMG, Fuzzbot Evo Hacker, the Missilebot, a Lambda Engineer with the Yodbot, and then the Knight of Santiago. So the main differences in this list is the Psychops, um, upgrading, upgrading Andromeda, taking the Peeler HMG, um, and then an engineer to keep the Peeler going. Because what I noted in the first list was, sure you've got um, a core link that's got a couple of big guns in it, but then that's all you've got as far as um, being able to project a threat from your DZ. Yeah. Um, you've got Andromeda who starts halfway up the field-ish and then you've got a Knight of Santiago who's not on the table and a Crusher who's not on the table. So both of those, so you've got three units that kind of, well two units that rely on you rolling a dice to get in the right spot and then even when they are there, they're close in, they're susceptible to hacking and to uh, not so much hacking, sorry, but to basically anything that's like template weapons, uh, CC specialists that kind of thing. Whereas in this list, you've got you've got a TRH and G that can be buffed. It's got climbing plus, so it can get into places it wants to go to. It's movement five because you've got the new um, well movement five in some missions in the ITS thirteen, and then you've got the engineer to keep it going. Uh, and then you've then as I said, you've got the psychops who is a very capable uh, gunfighter on her own that can go up and push buttons with the rest of the link team. So. And then, and then, um, and then uh, to to finish off there, I've dropped the crusher because I felt like having sort of two models off the board plus Andromeda, who may or may not do something, is a bit of a you're kind of sort of eggs in one basket. Like it's kind of you're going for this one tactic, whereas at least now you've got a couple of extra <clears throat> angles and ways to ways to approach a problem. 
the TR bot, Psychops, and you've still got the Santiago, and now you've got the Infiltration Andromeda. So you, so you pretty much got rid of the Crusher, redistributed points for like an upgraded Kappa, um, Andromeda. Yeah, got rid of the Orco, the um, Sensor bot. But then oh, okay, that was that, all those. Oh, not really actually, because that was replaced with the lambda. Um, so it was really, yeah, really just psychops is sort of side graded or upgraded. Oh, and you've dropped the fuzz. I know you've got to sit with the fuzz one. Yeah, I've just dropped the. No, I've, I've basically dropped the crusher, and then used those points to get me the the peeler. Is essentially what I've done. Because like, because the psychops is only twenty five yeah. points, right? The psychops is twenty five points. Whereas the Kappa HMG is something like 20 points. So for five points more, you're getting a, just a yeah. better profile. Yeah. Um, shorter range, but meh. It's, it's Sh- such a good... Shorter, shorter by a bit. Multi, multi-marksman. It's so good, uh, right? It should be decent. What's the... Just quickly, what's the... Uh, it's neg three, to, neg 3 to 40. No, no. I want to I I know... What ammo? AP AP shock or DA and B and ARO. Oh yeah, I was gonna say, does it have DA? That that's a really good ARO piece. Two shots in DA. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, it's a decent shot, right? For yeah, thirteen or twelve. You don't. You, if it'll be thirteen. Thirteen. So you don't have a you don't have a doctor in this list. Um, <clears throat> so you have to be careful with that. You could um, potentially change one of the hack the cap hackers out for a paramedic, but then you'd have to downgrade. Oh yeah. So the other thing. Excuse me. The other thing I did was I upgraded both blue coats to the same type of blue coat, so it kind of um, uh, you can play hide the lieutenant because if you take the thirteen point blue coat, then because the sorry, I'll blue, be the lieutenant. Yeah, the lieutenant blue coat is the one with the SMG, whereas the regular blue to- blue coat has the adhesive launcher plus one burst. Yeah. And there's no way I could get a capper a capital LT in there because I'm already at six SWC. You could try and get Cho in there for chain of command, but then that's twenty points of a model that's kind of yeah. not doing anything. Also, also looking at that thirteen point um, blue code, I don't think I've ever seen a um, a profile that's so non lethal. Mm. The right stopper and the adhesive launcher are both non lethal. The, the only way you can kill someone is if you uh, if you get close enough with the pistol. Yeah, true. Yeah, that's a good point. Uh, I mean, it's it's, it's still um, the thirteen point profile is still good with the plus one burst adhesive uh, launcher, it's, but it's, um, like it's it's good for um, like if you if you end up facing a tag, yeah, um, it's absolutely. incredible for just like I just want to stop you from moving. I want you to stop doing what you're doing so I can deal with you on my turn. Yeah, and then I'll just talk really quickly about that second list because it's pretty much exactly the same as this list. But what I did was I dropped the peeler. And I dropped, um, I think I dropped one of the kappas from that link. So you're down to a five-man link. You, I dropped the, uh, the the one of the hackers. Yeah, down to a five-man right, link. Yeah, okay. In order to fit an epsilon HMG in there, and a war core. Uh, I think it's a war core, and then I changed, and then I changed the lambda from an engineer to a doctor. So the doctor now can be there to keep your psychops going. But it's also there to keep your epsilon going. And it, you know, it gives you a BS-13 Mimetism MSV-2 HMG, which is, you know, way more deadly than the than the Peeler HMG, but obviously significantly more expensive and more SWC, which is why I had to drop one of the hackers. But I don't think that's a big deal because if you're really trying, you know, if you're trying hard to be to have the hacking game, 
I mean, this list doesn't really do hacking that well. Like, it's got... I've, it has a picture from the hacking device I, plus... I've seen a hacking... Um, like, like Starmata or... Um, bloody hell. O12. O12, yes. And they can... It can do... It doesn't do, like, quality of hacking like Nomads do. Mm-hmm. But what it does is it can just have four, five hackers. And because the... What, what are they called? The... um. The synced unit has a repeater on it. Yeah, yeah. And they're not expensive. They're just the, the network they send out is just it's fucking gross. Yeah, so I mean, you can definitely it still has hacking presence, but I just I basically had to drop one of the hackers in order to fit yeah. the epsilon. And the epsilon I think is still is very very good. Um, but you can also get away with, away with the peeler as more of a budget HMG, which also then doubles as a good aero uh, good aero piece. Uh, the other thing is you can easily drop Andromeda and replace it with the Crusher, right? It's not that's not that's not hard to do. So if you really wanted to have two AD trippers on the on uh, um the table, then sure you can do that instead of having Andromeda. Um, but I th- I think this list feels a bit more, especially the Psychops for me, feels like it's that's 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 a really really useful gunfighter. And then it keeps a lot of the same bones of what Callum had before. Yeah. Yeah, no, I like the um like the uh I, I like the psych psychops that mimetism with I think the mimetism with multispectral visor has always been sort of a bane of just 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 in general because they're they're really hard to deal with. I mean what you know, we obviously saw it when the oh god yeah, you what's got it's the... called. Was the, was the, what was the original one, the Pano one from the Camo? Camo, yeah, yeah. That was you know that was the first one that had people pulling their hairs at. Hair yeah, that's it's like the that. classic up down. You know, I t- I I I go up, you go down. It's yeah. um. And I mean, the, the Psychops compared to like something with the sniper rifles, you know, it's got that sixteen to eight inches of good range. Um, yeah. And, and once uh, you get and once you get into eight inches, the nanopulses or heavy pistol, heavy pistol is fucking sweet. Yeah, that's right as well. And um, and in both lists, I've I've got the multi sniper, but you can you can obviously save yourself two points and take the missile launcher instead, which you know is, uh, in my opinion, is probably better, uh, just because it's more threatening. Even though you sacrifice your range bands a tiny bit, uh, but yeah, um, not good, good, uh, good list though, uh, Callum. Uh, I'd like to I'd like to see I'd like to play this uh, this list against you. I reckon it could be fun. From my experience, what Kelm needs is to go and get some new dice. Oh yeah, also that too. So, um, what we've been forgetting to say through this entire episode is, once we've like finished a list, we haven't been like pumped. We, we've, I don't know, is that what they used to say in the show? I can't remember <laughs> the last time I watched it. Your list is pumped, pumped, or something. I'll um, let you do that one. Yeah, I, 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 I think I'm, I'd shrivel up and die from the cringe of. I yeah, I mean, don't worry. After each one, I can cringe for each of us. Uh, so I reckon um, that's. Well, he- Here's, here's the question, just before we go, which one do you like more, your first one or your second one? Um, I think the first one fits in a bit more. It gives you... Mm. But I think the Epsilon could do could really be uh, a star of the show. Um, if you lose... Because the thing is, like sometimes having like a sixth member in the link feels like a good idea... And then if you don't lose the if you don't lose the arrow piece, then it's like ah. Uh, but if you do go down to a four man link, okay, sure, you're back down to BS thirteen, 
base 12 or whatever your BS is, but you're still four dice, you're still six cents, and you're still pulling around all these guys with you. So, yeah, I... The other thing, unless, unless you're putting in, like, a really good unit into that core, you know, link, uh, uh, you know, Carisa Borat, I don't know why that's the example I thought of, you know, it's an ARO piece. They're, they're order mooks. They're cheerleaders that just so happen to be able to do maybe a little bit more. Yeah, I think I like the Epsilon list better, mostly because it's just a bit different. Um, yeah, it's a bit different. You still have a Doctor there. you still got threats at the Wazoo. So, yeah. It's hard for Starmata because um, everyone makes a Starmata list that contains Hector. This one doesn't. So it's fun to fun to play. Yeah, yeah, and it, it's nice to sort of break out of that mold. Yeah, um, like you know, even with uh, steel phalanx, sometimes it's nice to try and not take Hector and see what else you know saving, you know, thirty forty points looks like. You know, I mean, like uh, you know, we'll post that up. We won't go through it, but my other list. Um, doesn't have Hector, but it still gets attack awareness. It still gets the use of NCO orders and it like gets used lieutenant orders. Um, it just doesn't quite get as much um, uh, mimetism minus six. It's, yeah, it's okay. really all, all that because you got the, the Thrakatai instead who don't have that. Yeah, which have yeah. A, which have the other advantage of um, for someone like me who. Um, after this lockdown, has completely forget it, almost completely forgotten that fucking facing is a thing. Um, <laughs> you don't have to worry about it with still with Thrakatai because they've all got three sixty vibes. Oh right, I was like, facing is very important in this game, <laughs> Jacob. Not, yeah, 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 Half okay. your army's got three sixty vibes. I remember yeah. playing a game against. Um, oh, who was it? It was was it? No, it wasn't Val. It was uh, Ed, one of our like one of our memes to players in Australia. Um, and I remember Careful. Uh, you, you, hear, you hear you, he you saying that it'll come for you. <laughs> no. Considering he calls his army the trash pandas. Yeah. Um, he, I remember having a Thrakatai and just putting it in the middle of the field. Cause I, I like, I completed an objective and I didn't need him anymore. Um, and of course I'm like, well, he's got three sixty visor, so he'll just dodge and shoot to whatever comes at him. Yeah, it's it, it is a as Rob Cantrell said, it is a bit of an overcosted uh, overcosted a piece of kit, but I wouldn't say so on the Thrakatai being. No, not not with not thirteen with points. The, not with an SMG, not with a chain rifle. Although he might just be uh, talking specifically about the Maggie, which is another story. So I think that'll probably cut us in a nicely two hours there on the podcast. So I think we'll better wrap up here. And uh, I'm I'm sorry to everybody who we didn't get through on this first iteration of Pimp My You guys list. just. It showed how much you liked us too much. We're gonna have to do another episode. Yeah, yeah, probably another two because we've got like <laughs> we only got through what four. <laughs> yeah, that. I mean, I've I, 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 I've touched on like I've touched uh, Cosmoflot list that we got. There's an Aleph list um, that will probably talk more to the point of what I was saying. How yeah. vanilla Aleph do really well with the big guys. Stay tuned for another exciting yeah. episode of of Pimp My List where we where we will be discussing. Uh, yeah, Aleph and Mo and all Bakunin. these other ones and Bakunin and you just wait, wait uh, for the next one. So uh, anyway, with that, you've been listening to Loss of Lieutenant. My name's Kevin. I'm Jacob. Good night. Good night.